0: and shine sleepyhead the birds are chirping the coffee's brewing best of all it's time to attack and dominate Dominate. Dominate. this is morning juice with brandon beam bobby carpenter and anthony schlegel
1: and here we go on a thursday attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m every single weekday morning right here on the fan brandon beam bobby carpenter anthony schlegel boys great to talk to you here on a thursday morning
2: Oh, it's good to talk to you, Beam. I know I told you yesterday it was the hardest day to get out of bed. I think today may have topped that. <laughs> just a little bit emotionally exhausted from all the events and transpirings of yesterday. A lot going on. Very emotional day, especially when it involves Ohio State football. Something that I really love and you know want to see these guys have an opportunity. So it's, it's good. Just went to bed probably a little earlier than I normally would have last night. And by that, I mean like 10.30 and just kind of peeled myself off the mattress this morning to get ready to go but I got a lot of juice feeling good excited to uh continue to see what happens in the the as the Big 10 turns.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Good morning, Schlegs. How are you, Mr. Attack and Dominate?
3: Bro, what's crappin'? In? How you doing, Beam?
1: Oh, I'm doing living, correct? man. I'm absolutely living here on a Thursday morning. It's a it's a pretty wild situation, right? And we kind of recap that yesterday and carp to your to your thoughts and I know that that you said that right off the jump, like you care extremely, extremely a lot about Ohio State football. That's right. The general, the big I attorney, Bobby Carpenter. And I mean, Carp and Schlegs, I mean, Everybody in this town cares a lot about Ohio State football. And not only in Columbus, not only in Central Ohio, we know that Ohio State football is religion in the state. You go anywhere around, you know, these great United States of America, you go to basically any 50 states. At any point in time, you can throw up an OH, and you're going to get an IO back, and like that's how wild and far-reaching Ohio State is. Not just the university, but the football team playing on Saturdays in the fall and running out in front of 105,000 screaming fans, uh, all drenched in scarlet, is something that you cannot like. It's just it's something that you can't explain to people who aren't from here or who aren't born and raised, you know, with that Ohio State football in their blood, Bobby. And I know that you had an exhaust. Day yesterday, Schlegs, You have also been on the front lines battling this thing out. But it seems to be we're we're at a breaking point. Does it not? Like something's gonna happen. I don't know what's gonna happen in the next I don't know two to five days. But something is going to happen as far as if the season is going to be actually put back on the on on the rotator, and it's going to be you know rightfully put in its place in October, or it's going to be postponed. But I can imagine in the next, I don't know, five days or so, Bob. At least, like you're going to have to get this ball moving if you want to play in October.
2: Yeah, I think that that's that's ultimately the goal. And so, you know, Kevin Warren, it's amazing. Like, I think he has an opportunity potentially to be a hero in this situation. And. You know, people only remember the end of the game. No one remembers about. what Ernest Beiner did for four quarters before mm-hmm. he fumbled the ball at the end Shark of the game. Shark just AFC had Champions. a
1: panic attack in the studio.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's, <laughs> but that's the truth. You know, if you, you score a game winner, people forget about turnovers early in the game. And re- flipped on that, if you make some blunders early, but you salvage it late, that's all anybody's going to remember as well. And so there's an opportunity here, you know, with the testing and everything – coming down and the help from the federal government and them doing something that they're not doing for any other conference saying hey we have we'll give provide you the testing for football everything you need get everything going and move forward now it's at the president's uh president's feet like you said you had needed safety and one of the big things was testing and to make sure that you get the instant results back to know that you'd be playing and have the guys playing in a safe environment well you know what that's no longer a hurdle. It's no longer an obstacle. And so that's the way it needs to be pitched and needs to be framed. And like I said I had a lot of conversations yesterday with a lot of media people throughout the uh, Midwest landscape and nationally. And then also, you know, some people in, are involved in the federal government and, and what is going, what was offered and how it worked and, you know, how this process should play out. And so now it's sitting in the president's laps. And you have to decide, like, do you want football to be played, yes or no, because that 's really what it 's going to come down to at this point because the last hurdles have been removed, and so there's new information presidents don 't have to admit they were wrong. they can just say, "Hey, we have something now that is being offered that wasn 't available at the time of the vote. Now maybe it would have been prudent to delay that 's not it that wasn't that's that 's not where we're at now, and so maybe <laughs> we can go back and we can right or wrong, give new information and so that 's kind of how it how it works and you know, after leaving the show yesterday I, mean, I never thought that i would get drawn kind of into this i felt a little bit like it's it's oceans 11 because it's a very delicate situation <laughs> of what the what's trying to be done here and I, I feel like there's a lot of momentum headed in the right direction
3: yeah i'll give my take but first because it's general bobby carpenter the third i would like to i would like to know what my rank and what beams rank would be serving in your army general general carpenter well
2: here's the thing schlegs i mean like where
3: where do you envision us like where are we in there are we just grunts like if i'm gonna be that guy like i want the m60 right like you know <laughs> beam it beams the radio guy like to me and visually i, I look at beam and beams like the radio guy yeah i you know, think Beam. maybe maybe beam, that maybe that's shark shark you're the radio guy beam you're like the medic <laughs> but but then you can't get to me fast enough. No, so like, I can't get maybe, to you fast maybe, enough. Maybe you're you're toast gonna, like, so Bob, like in this visual I got I mean, I, I saw you in Pat's uniform and I, I I don't know if it's called a GIF or a GIF and I get to that the other day, the conversation with you and AJ, you know. But like where are we in the mix of your of serving in your I think Big Ten yeah. army?
2: Beam would have some sort of administrative role, Schlegs, you know. He's at a
3: desk. He's at a desk. Oh, maybe not even Amazing. at a desk.
2: Like <laughs> okay. you said, he'd be involved in maybe logistics and the communications of getting that out. Um, so he's in
1: the
3: tent.
2: You know, Schlegs, I, I would be Comfy inclined for me. to make you a very high-ranking officer, but I feel like your skills would be underutilized and underserved at that point. And a guy taking off the front lines – with your skills and your motivational powers. Like I I don't feel like that'd be fully utilizing you to your highest and best use. And so I'd want to give you authority over men, but also the chance to really lead them in a close and intimate way. So (laughs) I'd want to make you be like, you know, my drill, like a staff Sergeant right down there in the front, you know, front lines, getting everybody together and really the enforcer down there with the boots on the ground.
3: So I, so basically, you're Sergeant Rock, to, I have, I Sergeant Rock, old school. I love that. That's what no that's common. my nickname was when I came into Ohio State because I just ran down and hit people with my thick skull. Though it's not a big skull, it's super thick. Anyways,
1: thick with two C's. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
3: Okay, so let's go. Let's go. With my take it. on this. So it was all about. The medical safety, having a clean, a clean field—that's what they were saying, right, Bob? And and Christina Johnson even came out like she was in favor of delaying it to gather more intel, not postponing it till 2021. And there's nothing wrong with gaining more intel, especially for her because she just came into this situation. But that's that's a whole succession planning issue that I can't, probably shouldn't get into. But that being said, why didn't they do that? And and my reason, my, my thought process on all this, I've been searching for ways of trying to rationalize the, the first vote in the decision in my head, especially when you release a schedule. Wouldn't all of the presidents have talked prior to releasing a schedule? And then if you did release it, wouldn't they have all been on board? And then five days later, you found information, intel, to go along with the context that you wanted to push, which was, we want to cancel. You found it, and then you canceled it. Again, why didn't we delay? So now, because of the rapid testing, and again, this has been super rapid. I mean, rapid. This is like three weeks removed from this decision, maybe four. But now you have a saliva-based testing. The numbers are going down, especially in the footprint of the Big Ten. And let's have a, not a revote, but let's have a new vote on the new information that we have to reinstate it a couple problems with that is it really just about football now or is it also about the fact that the ncaa absolutely needs college basketball mm-hmm. and because some people are like hey we're not doing all all fall sports until you know january well, what about basketball what about the other sports that play in the winter they got to start getting ready and playing games in november and now they can't even practice right and do those things and then what was the plan for all this i mean that's kind of where i go back to where it has to be that no one thought this through whatsoever. They just thought we're just going to cancel. We're just going to put it in 2021. Nobody thought about the ramifications on the financial well-being of the cities in which these colleges are in. Nobody thought about the potentially canceling two basketball seasons, right, for the Big 10 schools. They didn't think about the opportunities for the players and the coaches and And that leads me to my last point, which is, and this is, this is, somebody brought this to my attention. I'm like, yep, I totally agree with you. They're voting on whether or not really these players should have a chance and a choice to play, and the fact that somebody in a suit, that's an academic, can say, again, they run, they run the university, but. You come here, you add so much value to our school, but yet we have the authority to tell you that you can't play. That Life. really bothers me because, again, at the end of the day, if you look at the SEC, kids are opting out. They can opt out in the NFL. They have a choice to opt out if they want to, but they also have the choice to go play. And that's really, to me, what it's about because to, it's fundamentally in the game of in, in college athletics. It's always about the athlete, and I know that because I coached and I played. My number one thing was to serve the athlete, Beam.
1: Yeah, I think there's, you're, there's a lot of good points in there, Schlegs. And I think the, the biggest one that everybody was upset about was just the premature cancellation of the season.
3: Nobody likes like, to be premature. No, exactly.
1: Nobody likes that at all. And so when you're, you're talking about this, And you're sitting in that room like, listen, it's not an easy decision to make. I get that from the presidents, right? We had the vote that came out. The Big Ten said it was 11 to 3. You understand what it is going to mean financially impacting your situation in the Big Ten. It's not an easy vote to make. And I think that was the biggest problem, Bobby, is that you had the option on the table to kick the can down the road there was nothing that says there's no playbook for this right it's something unlike we've ever seen before in sports when you're dealing with the cancellation of a season all this different stuff you know schools are going to go I don't know about bankrupt but they're losing money hand over fist and so I think that was the biggest stink about the entire thing are we could have new information a month from now three weeks from now than we're sitting today how did you not think that three weeks from you know, where we were at now where the Big 10 season was canceled and they were going to push it back to January that you weren't going to have information. I think the lack of foresight, if anything, was the really big driving factor that pissed a lot of people off, Bob. You
2: no, know, and that's that's really what it was. Like a foresight, like a planning and it just seemed like it was haphazardly through together. That's why you get the lawsuits and the Nebraska lawsuit. Still more is going to be coming out about uh the phone call, how the vote went down, I think like how it was operated, maybe the minutes surrounding it. Um, so that there's more that is going to be coming out. And so that's putting the pressure on the presidents. It's firmly in their lap now. It's firmly in their lap. The university presidents have everything that they need. And so it's basically a decision on whether or not you want to see football played in your conference. And that will open up the opportunity then to play other fall sports. And then they can move forward, hopefully, with the winner and all of those different things. But, <clears throat> Beam, since you didn't ask me, I take time to put it together. This day in history. I was, was
1: going to ask you when you finish this up.
2: September 3rd. <laughs> got some nice birthdays here, 1967, turning the very young age of 53, Mr. Luis Gonzalez, no. I believe he's a 19-year MLB vet, and most notably remembered, Beam, I don't know, you're a kind of a young pup, I know Schlegs will remember the 2001 walk-off against the Yankees in Game sure. 7 with the Diamondbacks, so big day for him. Schlegs' is favorite in one of his idols, uh, turning 55 today, Mr. Chuck Sheen. Uh, the Violent Torpedo of Hate Tour went and sold out with AJ, which was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> um, I mean, if you like the party rock, Red Food turns 45 today. Flying Tomato, Sean White, turning mm-hmm. 36. And NFL running back for the Buffalo Bills, Mr. Devin Singletary, uh, turning 23. Also, an important note on this date, 50 years ago today, B. 50 years ago, 1970, 1970. The great Vince Lombardi passed away, which is crazy to think that he's been gone for that long. And then two other things, three other things of big historical significance, 1777, as you pointed out to me, the stars and stripes were carried into the battle. I believe at, is it, I'm trying to think of, I don't know how I never talked about this, Cooch's, Cooch's Bridge. So that was carried in at the first time.
1: Matt Kuchar's house.
2: <clears throat> Matt Kuchar's house. 1189, Richard I is crowned King of England, also known as Richard the Lionhearted. And in 19- 1895, John Brawyer becomes the first openly perf- openly American football player to be paid as a professional by David Berry. He's playing for the Latrobe Athletic Association. What was his salary, you asked,
1: Schlegs? $10, sir. That is pretty amazing how far we have come. And now Patrick Mahomes signed a 10 year, $500 million deal. <laughs> Do you think ever he thought that football would get to a place that it is right now? Very well done. Also, very happy birthday. So my great mother-in-law, Kelly Lenz. Very, go, very Kelly. happy, happy birthday. birthday to her. And then Meredith's birthday is two weeks from today. So they split birthdays two weeks away from each other. Last night, Crew get it done 1-0 against the Philadelphia Union. Lucas Zellerion scored one of the best goals you will see all year. Crew have two of the best goals that you'll see in the entire MLS season. I was a happy camper last night. The Reds, they finally took down the Cardinals 4-3. To Tribe took down the Kansas City 5 Ooh. to nothing. NBA playoffs, Rockets, they take down Oklahoma City in seven games. They'll face the Lakers on Friday and the Heat take down the Bucks in a wild, wild game. That series is now 2-0 to the Miami Heat as wow. they are on top of the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, crazy, crazy stuff going on in the NBA. Bucks in a bad situation. But coming up next, we're going to continue our AFC South preview from yesterday and we're going to hit on the Houston Texans next. It's Morning Juice right here on The Fan.
0: From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center,
4: This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. We do have an accident working to clear State Route 161 westbound at Hamilton Road and an accident with police on scene at Allen Creek Drive at Creekside Parkway. Staples has everything to start the school year right at amazing prices. This week, a two-pack of Elmer's glue sticks, a 24-pack of Crayola crayons, and count books are just 50 cents each. Offer ends 9-5 while supplies last. Limit 30. Limits vary online. Staples. I'm Heather Pascoe for 97.1, The Fan Traffic.
0: Protein shakes and energy drinks. The breakfast of champions. This is Morning Juice with Beamer, Carpenter, and Schlags.
1: Morning Juice. Here on the fan, Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, and Anthony Schlegel attacking it attacking and dominating our way to nine AM every single weekday morning right here on the fan. You can follow along the fun on Twitter at MorningJuice, nine seven one is the show account. Weather today for good old Columbus Town. You have a high of eighty two degrees. Looks like there's gonna be some showers basically in central Ohio up until noon, or my wife tells me it's gonna stop at ten, then I go out for a walk, it turns into a two mile run because I get caught in a downpour. So <laughs> well, you heard it here. I pay for the. I don't pay for the weather service. I just go to a, f- a free app and I tell you the weather. If you. Want to pay for one? Go ahead, and you're probably going to have something a little more in tune. But that's what my map is showing right now. So don't get caught in the rain. It looks like it's going to slow up about 11 o'clock. So what did you guys watch last night? Because I will say this. We have the Stanley Cup playoffs that are going on, and I haven't watched a second of it. Not one second of it since the Blue Jackets were eliminated at the hands of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Have you? You know, Beam,
2: I've tried. I, I it's tough to find. Like if I can't go to Fox Sports Ohio and get it, then it means yeah. I got to track down NBC Sports Network and I just I haven't watched any, to tell you the truth. I watched some of the highlights. Um last night I watched an unbelievable Disney classic with the kids called Iron Will about a dog sled race, oh yeah. which is absolutely terrific, and then dipped in on the heat and uh bucks. So got to see a little bit of that, a little bit of both, but it was um it's fantastic. Last night, I just I just had to like decompress and shut my brain down, have have a couple of cocktails and, and and chill out. And so, watching like a nice Disney classic like that, something that I grew up watching about just the the. The rugged pursuit to be the best to save your family's farm <laughs> in a completely unrealistic situation doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if the kid's running is is like in basically the Iditarod, like not sleeping and just running through the night at like seventeen years old to save his family's farm. You know what? You do whatever it takes, and so I appreciate that mentality. It inspired me for today, and then I watched. Got inspired by Jimmy Butler just dominating people on the milwaukee bucks and making them look like
3: they're his child so it's it's so fantastic yeah i um i'm with you about this decompressing bob i mean i got a third grader and he was on a three hour zoom yesterday oh gosh so you want to talk about you want to talk (laughs) about being super unproductive yeah try to work next to a nine-year-old getting him to sit in his chair do a zoom with his teacher help him with his work like there was no work done for me <laughs> at all and then you know we had a he had a practice and my oldest had a, a, a fall ball practice baseball and they had a little scrimmage and i was writing some notes down there on the ipad and i was like i'm done it was about seven o'clock I'm over poof, David Copperfield. Poof, David Copperfield. I walked out to the truck. I put it up. I said, "Enough is enough." Finished watching the game. Got some Chick fil A. Came back home. Of course. You know, um, and really didn't watch anything because I wanted to shut my brain off. And uh, my wife, she was waiting for me to get home. And I tweeted this out. Oh, but she sent was, me uh, some
2: pictures like, I you know, know she was waiting.
3: No, it was she was watching Blackish and there is a dance move <laughs> he, oh, that yeah. he was doing. And I was like, yes, he was just laughing hysterically. I was like, I thought I was the only one that had those moves. And then at the end of the episode, he started pulling in the lasso. And the only thing he was missing of my dance move repertoire was the laser beams. Well, and he's playing like, playing pony slags. Yeah, absolutely. Who doesn't, who doesn't love playing that song? I mean, that's <laughs> fantastic. So that was basically my night. So looking for hockey on TV, no. Um the Indians, I'm I'm juiced about them because I really like Tristan McKenzie. And then, you know, all the basketball games. Yeah, I watched I watched the seven minute highlights. That's how I like to watch my basketball.
1: I mean, YouTube well, puts together a, hell of when a people package are in the morning, right? What's that? I said YouTube puts together a hell of a package in the morning for early oh, for morning sure. watchers. But, yeah, that brings us to our daily fan poll, and it's sponsored by Buyers Imports by the Airport. And today's fan poll at 971thefan.com is, have you watched any of the Stanley Cup playoffs since the CBJ were eliminated? Mine, firmly, no. I watched Below low-deck med <laughs> last night to turn my brain off. That's what my wife and I did, so it was fantastic. All right, we're going to continue our AFC South preview. It brings us to the Houston Texans, Schlegs. Deshaun Watson, I was having this conversation with a buddy yesterday. He's a top-five quarterback in the league for me. He is flat out spectacular. What he does with the football is unbelievable. They traded away their best weapon in the offseason. DeAndre Hopkins, he moves to Arizona. They bring in David Johnson, who is now the guy for running back. You gave up Nuke to get him, though, and he is one of the best receivers in the entire league. Is Will Fuller a reliable number one in this league? I don't know. It seems to be always hurt. Defensively, you still got Whitney Merciless and J.J. Watt holding down your edges. The over-under for the 2020 Houston Texans Schlegs. 7.5 it is minus 110 for the under and it is minus 120 for the over. So Anthony Schlegel ceiling, floor, and actual number for the Houston Texans.
3: Okay, ceiling I mean they were 10-6 and last year so I'm going to go with ceiling 10, floor 5, big gap I like the 7.5 I think they can win 8 games because I, I like their defense except for on third downs. They were almost dead last in the league but they got a lot of guys back and they got some Buckeyes and Gary Connolly and Bradley Roby. Um, you know, to, if you think about last year, I mean, they had the Chiefs down 24 0. Sure did. I mean, crazy talk, right? And they allowed them to come back. So the biggest thing for them is what is the depth, you know, for their defense. Now, then you go back to the offense, and I do like Deshaun Watson. However,. He was sacked 44 times last year. Who's their running back going to be? And, like you said, is Will Fuller a number one guy? So there's a lot of questions offensively. But defensively, and especially in this you know division, I think they have a chance. Because, I mean, it's really the Titans, I think, are good. The Colts are going to be significantly better than you have them. Uh... I'm still going to go with the over at eight, Bob.
2: That's it's tough because they're a team that won ten games last year, made it to the playoffs, won a playoff game, and their over/under is sitting there at ten or at seven and a half. It's yep. two and a half down from where they were at last season, which is absolutely crazy talk. But when you lose what many people, a lot of people regard as one of the top two or three receivers in the NFL, and Hopkins, and you don't you replace him. You know, Will Fuller's healthy, but you bring in Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb. Like, those two guys stacked on top of each other are probably about as big as Hop. I mean, so (laughs) Sean Watson's losing his guy that can go out there and win for him. And so we'll see. Either Bill O'Brien is the smartest man in the room, or he's the least aware man in the room. He's the guy that thinks he's smart, and everybody else is smarter than he is. Um, this defense last year, Schlegs, like you talked about, like not great. I mean, on third down, they were one of the worst third down defenses um, in the NFL, and that's never a good sign. Especially when you have guys that can get after the quarterback like they do up front. But this defense is kind of aging. You know, they had one of the worst red zone defenses as far as red zone efficiency. Like there were a lot of negatives. This is going to come all the way back on Bill O'Brien. What can he do? I'm going to take the over slight over. I think they're 8-8 eight and eight because I like Deshaun Watson. I'm curious to see how good he'll be without Hop. He'll be good, but I don't know if he'll be as good. With this team, Like they're not in a great division. I don't think they got better. Hopefully, Bill O'Brien proves me wrong, but I think their ceiling is probably
3: 9 and their floor might be 6. And the hardest thing, too, the hardest thing with that is they have the NFC North and the AFC North, right? So yep. I mean, So, Where where are the eight wins that that we're thinking are going to come from? Where I mean, you got Jacksonville, okay? So there's two. I got to go get six more to get the over. (laughs) Who who are they?
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's going to be. I, I, I'm with you, Bob. Either Bill O'Brien is the smartest man in the room or he overthinks everything and traded away one of the best players in the league for the upside of David Johnson. And we haven't seen a healthy David Johnson in about three seasons now. Still, I mean, the guy's got it. When he's on, he's on, and he's unbelievable. But can he bring that back to you? I think that's the big question. Are they going to go with a more grounded pound attack? Do you feel better there? and can Will Fuller provide to be a number one I'm going to go ceiling for the Texans at nine I'm going to go floor at seven I don't think there's a lot of wiggle room for them I'm going to take the over I think they finish the season at eight and eight and now with the expanded playoffs who knows maybe that's good enough to get in right now but when you have Deshaun Watson on the field you have a great chance of succeeding in the NFL because he is absolutely remarkable All right, the business of college athletics is struggling mightily details on that next it's morning juice right here on the fan from the
0: atlas butler plumbing services traffic center
4: this report is sponsored by Fresh Time Farmer's Market. We do have an accident at Alum Creek Drive near Creekside Parkway. Also, the traffic lights are not working properly at West Mound Street at Harrisburg Pike. Treat that as a four-way stop and expect delays in all directions. It's no surprise that healthy living begins with what we eat. Celebrate Labor Day with Fresh Time Farmer's Market. Pick up Midwest corn grown fresh sweet corn, six for a dollar, now through September 8th. You can trust Fresh Time to bring you real food, at real affordable prices. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1 The Fan Traffic.
0: Attack and dominate your alarm clock. This is Morning Juice with Beamer, Carpenter, and Schlags.
1: Morning Juice here on The juice. Fan. Brandon Beam, Bobby Carpenter, and Anthony Schlegel. We here at Morning Juice are brought to you by our good friends at Raising Cane's. That's right. It's delicious. I like the extra piece of toast. Carp just likes to guzzle them down by the bucket full yep. and Schlags. Extra piece of toast, extra fries, extra sauce, extra nugget with the Caniac. And then on top of that, two Arnold Palmers, double sweet because he's so sweet. That's his order. Go and ask about the (laughs) Anthony Schlegel special. That's right. You're damn right, Schlegs. That's your order. I'll take the Caniac Schlegel style. (laughs) What's that, you ask? Extra everything on top of it. So we know that there are a, I mean, ton of questions about, all of college athletics right now it really is uh, an unbelievable time to even be talking about you know college football like alright you're getting ready there are games being played like last week we saw that you had college football actually being played you had high school football ac- across the state of Ohio it was pretty remarkable that we've even gotten to that place in time where that was happening and so I saw this today this was from Reddit College Football it said breaking you know Central Arkansas AD Brad Teague said all 82 Two players, plus coaches and staff, had their second COVID-19 test taken yesterday, and they all came back negative. That's two consecutive negative tests for the whole team, which means that they're all clear for the game tomorrow at UAB. So they play UAB tonight tonight. This is two weeks in a row. Okay, that's fantastic. You played a game last weekend. Everybody on your team has tested negative. So we are in uncharted waters now as far as COVID protocols. Are the games going to be played? You have a positive test. What's the protocol on that going to be? Does the entire team have to be isolated? And so it really is pretty wild, and you're getting to a place where you're going to have enough testing. Okay, that's fantastic. That th- We think that that should should happen, and the college football season should march on and that's why the Big Ten is in a whole lot of stink right now as to why they canceled the season so early. But I saw this from the NCAA yesterday, Carp, and, I mean, it's pretty bad for the NCAA. We know that they make their money on the NCAA tournament, and so when the NCAA canceled the NCAA tournament, they lost out on approximately $1.1 billion. Billion dollars. Billion. $1.1 billion. With a B. And this came out from the AP yesterday and said the NCAA is going to furlough its entire Indianapolis-based staff of about 600 employees for three to eight weeks in a cost-saving move, according to a memo obtained Wednesday by the AP. The memo from President Mark Emmert went out to the association's more than 1,200-member schools Wednesday. The furloughs will not affect senior advisors. Starting September 21st through the end of January 2021. September 21st through January 2021. That's four months. All national office staff will be subjected to a mandatory three-week furlough, Emmert wrote. Some staff will be furloughed up to eight weeks, depending on a position of seasonal timing of their duties. Earlier this year, USA Today reported Emmert and the NCAA senior managers were taking a 20% salary reduction, and vice presidents would taking would be taking 10% pay cuts. The AP also implemented, or excuse me, the association also implemented salary freezes for all employees and did not fill open positions when you lose out on 1.1 billion dollars you know when you lose out on that kind of money and you're trying to redirect and pay your employees bobby it's so tough to do and right now the ncaa is in a heap of trouble and if they don't get this college basketball season off the ground, and if by, I, I mean, I, I don't even want to utter these words. If, if somehow the NCAA tournament isn't played this year, you could be looking at the disbanding of the NCAA. Oh,
2: yeah. I mean, that's, that's a real deal. That's real talk. And here's the thing. This is what people don't, a lot of people don't realize about the economics of college sports. And the financial... I guess uh, structures of how their how their um, how the revenue comes in, and so if, when you look at this, college football funds ninety percent ninety five percent of the budgets at almost every school, and even that includes places like Kentucky, like just because of the TV dollars yeah. that come in throughout the year, and the fact that the bowl system and everything like else like that isn't controlled by the NCAA, so that money goes directly to the colleges. Now with college basketball, men's and women's basketball, the NCAA tournament is controlled by the NCAA, mm-hmm. like it is for the other sports. And however, the other sports aren't near huge money makers like this. But that money all goes through the NCAA first, and then they pay the schools a flat fee per school for the right to participate in the vote in every game they win and round they advance and all of that. So that money goes through the NCAA first. So college football and these athletic departments last year they were okay. Because of when the season was canceled. Then they canceled a lot of their spring sports, which just costs money anyway. So they were good going into this fall. The NCAA, however, they were right at the end of their fiscal year yeah. and everything got cut off. Right then, right when they were supposed to make money, hey, you know what, Beam? Payday's here. You go to your office. Oh, we're closed. What do you mm-hmm. mean closed? Doors shut. No one's getting money. And You've we're already out of cash. Worked. I already worked for two weeks. Doesn't matter that we're closed today. <laughs> and so basically, like you look at college football, that got closed on Monday, so you already got paid. College basketball, the NCAA, they closed on Friday, so they didn't get any of cash. They're hemorrhaging. They've got nothing. All they do is provide this service. This, if, if college basketball isn't played the NCAA will be insolvent. They'll be insolvent and it'll be a massive, it'll have to be a massive bailout or a massive restructuring of how college athletics operates. And frankly, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing that happen, but I don't want to see it happen in this way.
3: Yeah, and, and that kind of goes back to the very beginning of all of this stuff, right? The lack of communication. I mean, they knew this was a problem and yet, there was no one voice in college football to say, hey, this is how we should play a season. Because they know that if we would have played college football, then that means the other sports also will probably be playing. So because of the lack of communication, once the, you know, the pandemic hit and they canceled the NBA tournament, they should have been going to all the schools and like, okay, how are we going to get things up and running when it's safe to do so, so that the other sports can play and start preparing for the 2020-2021 basketball season. But that's that's on them. And I've, I've always kind of thought this in this entire process. President, just like in business, right? You have a CEO, and maybe they are financially more capable. They were you know, maybe the CFO before they got the CEO position. They don't, they know logistics, they know operations, but they don't know everything about it. And then there's a huge problem in operations. What do they do? They go to the chief operating officer whose responsibility is knowing everything about that. It's called lean not on your own understanding, right? So if you know the ramifications that hit you $1.1 billion and the fact that it's also cut down the the amount of money they're able to distribute to other colleges from 600 million to 225 million, mm-hmm. so basically two thirds pay cut to those schools. Hey, there is a huge there is a huge problem going on as far as how we're going to generate money. What do we have to do in order for us to have that the next year? Well, let's play college football. Let's get everybody together. Let's have a plan. Let's talk to the NFL, MLB, you know NBA. All the sports across the country that are are starting to play and let's figure out the best practices and let's communicate that with clarity and transparency across everybody in the United States so that we can have football, we can have, you know, baseball and, and basketball and all these other sports so that we can then generate money and continue to do business as usual. Guess what happened? No one did that. And so now... They're in financial straits to where they're furloughing 600 people. That's a lack of serving your people. That's a well, lack of foresight. He, Go ahead, Bob.
2: But here's the thing, though, Schlegs, and real quickly as we wrap this up. The NCAA model was based, like, it, it didn't always. It wasn't always like this, but as the TV dollars got really big and that contract with CBS became massive, they began to get really bloated. The people at mm-hmm. the top make a heck of a lot of money, and it's all based off one event. It's all yeah. based off one event, and so if there's any shock into that happening, and whoever thought there would be a reason not to have the men's ba- basketball tournament? There Can't was no one. reason. Can't you could one. not envision it, Beam. Like 10 years ago, hey, there's going to be something that happens. It's crazy. There'll be no sport, all this. No one could have envisioned this happening. And so, Beam, that's the issue is they, they grew this massive overhead based upon one thing. And when you pull that one thing out, there is no financial viability to the rest of the structure. It collapses underneath its own weight. We're going to go to the National...
3: skinny legs. (laughs) I do calves twice a week. Twice a week. Genetics.
1: Exactly. Absolutely love it. Leg day is my favorite. All right, we're going to go to the National...
3: (laughs) See you at the shop.
1: All right, perfect. I'll be there at 9.30. We're going to go to the National Landscape and throw some quick hitters next. It's morning juice right here on The Fan.
0: From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center...
4: This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. There is an accident at Allen Creek Drive near Creekside Parkway, and those traffic signals are not working properly at West Mound Street at Harrisburg Pike. Treat that as a four-way stop and expect backups. If the next step for your business is finding a high-impact hire, try Indeed. Their flexible payment options mean better bang for your buck with no long-term contracts. Indeed will even give you a $75 credit for your first job post at indeed.com slash high impact. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1 The Fan Traffic.
0: Three men, one show, all the beef. Unicorns, show ponies,
3: where's the beef?
0: This is Morning Juice with Brandon Beam, Bobby Carpenter, and Anthony Schlegel.
1: Morning Juice here on The Fan. Caffeinate and dominate your way through a Thursday morning. Yes. Absolutely, man. Got to do that. I'm on my second cup of coffee. Good for you. Yeah, I'm on that. And then here in about, I don't know, starting the 7 o'clock hour, I'll be on my third. So it'll be fantastic. My wife will come downstairs from her workout. I'll go into the kitchen, greet her good morning, get another cup of coffee, and then finish up the show for the next two hours with you guys. But now it's time to throw some quick hitters. Do it, Shark. Morning Juice presents
4: Quick Hitters. Sponsored by Columbus Wild Dogs. GermainCars.com is bringing indoor football back to Nationwide Arena, and the work is all ready begun
1: for help with the community initiative visit columbuswilddogs.com you guys said that you both caught some of this game last night carp jimmy butler ice cold he sinks a pair of free throws after the clock had hit zeros to give the heat a two nothing series lead against the bucks number one seed milwaukee in some big time trouble right
2: yeah they're in big time trouble but when jimmy butler went to the line and you're watching him there like I can't think of anybody else other than maybe Rick Barry who's one of the best free throw shooters <laughs> like Steph Curry. But like Jimmy Butler is a made dude. Like yes, he developed he himself. He didn't come in as, you know, a lottery pick. He was took at the to back end of the first round, really no one cared about. Him. He's had the underdog mentality his entire NBA career. He's a grinder. It, I, when he went to the line, I'm like there's no one else I'd rather have here. This dude is going to rise and fall and he's going to own these shots. And boom, he did it. He hit him, and you're you're watching a dude willing a team to win right now. That's who he over is, a man.
3: Much more talented squad. Yeah, and guess what? He could be a Sixer, but nobody wanted to work and hold that all together. So he's like, "Bump it! I'm going to Miami. Welcome to Miami." Something in Spanish followed that, but anyways, yeah, he's a, he's a straight up dude. You know yeah, what I mean? He and is. The, the, the thing, the thing too in this game, it was there was a point there where. The heat passed the ball in, and they ran a trap, and none of his dudes were there. Like, where are your guys? Like, outlet pass—they all left them and ran down the court. And then you have all these absurd, obsa- uh, you know, ridiculous three-point shot calls where you can't even touch a guy. You can't even be close to a guy, and a guy was getting fouled that led led it to this, you know, free throw game-winning stuff. Anyways, Jimmy Butler's well, man.
2: This concludes Schlags on Hoops. That's yeah. right. <laughs>
1: pace, space, and angles is all. That's you it. Need that's to right. Now.
3: Listen. That is real talk. All sports.
1: (laughs) Exactly. All right, Schlegs. Oklahoma season opener against Missouri State, slated to be played next weekend on September 12th. The only catch going to cost you on pay-per-view fifty four ninety nine to watch the Sooners open up their season. That is a pretty high price for a game that you already know how, how it's going to happen.
3: Yeah, guess who's not going to be watching that game? This guy, right? Who has two thumbs and will not be watching that game? This guy. <laughs> I mean, is that all now the Sooner, the Boomer Sooner Network? Maybe. You know, they all of a sudden just created their own where are like, hey, listen, Big 12 TV contract, you know, bump that. We're just going to have our own and charge 54 99 and keep that gate. You know what, though? Trying to make some money. That's
2: you it, know what? Be, there's going to be people that watch that game. There'll be people that buy that game. If it was I Ohio State,
1: I, I'm watching. I'm buying.
2: Exactly. If that was if that was Ohio State and, I don't know, who Miami, Ohio, you, sure. you would probably tune in. Now, maybe you, you'd go to somebody's house, you'd try to collectively pull a little bit cause it's kind of a steep price, but you would do it. Because that's all you've got right now. Mm-hmm. If I pulled Buckeye Nation today, people would do it. And the thing is, you know how it's going to end, Beam, but you don't know how it's going to go. You don't know the storyline. You knew Titanic, the boat sank. But you didn't know how you got there. And the storylines along the way. And you might get to watch some dude score some sweet touchdowns, some unbelievable plays. Heck, it could be like Miami, Ohio from what was that, a year or two ago, when they were down five nothing. Yeah. How did that feel? And, and they scored like 76 seventy six on their head. <laughs> yeah, seventy-six unanswered, whatever the heck it was. So I mean, you you watch it for a little of the story, but everybody craves football right now. You'll do whatever you can to get it.
1: All right, last quick one. Patriots cut Mohamed Sanu a year after trading a second-round pick for him, Bob. That doesn't seem business as usual for the Pats. Well,
2: it is. when you look at it, though, it really is. Bill Belichick's never afraid to cut bait. He views it as a sunk cost. He's an economics guy. I gave, I gave up a second-round pick for him. I can't get that pick back, so I'm not going to keep him if I don't think he's worth the value. Mohamed Snu was a really good player, but he was beat up. He couldn't really run anymore. I'd heard that you know last year, even when he got there. And so this isn't surprising to me because Bill Belichick routinely cuts second-round picks. So why would it be any different if he traded for one?
3: Yeah, they needed speed. And how do you get speed? Just like Rocky, you go chase chickens. (laughs) That's real talk. That's what they're doing. So they're trying to find a wide receiver, a guy that, you know, wide receiver type that I absolutely love, a wide receiver with speed and hamstring injuries, and that's exactly what they want. So. Go Pats.
1: GM Schlegs. Big guy. Big fan of slow receivers. All right, we're gonna get you <laughs> caught up with everything that's going on across the sports world as we hit you with the re-rack. Also, late night Taco Bell orders are the absolute best. More details on that next. It's morning juice right here on the fan.
0: From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center.
4: This report is sponsored by EverStream, the business-only fiber network. The lights, they're still not working west mound at Harrisburg Pike. Treat that as a four-way stop and expect delays in all directions. At EverStream, the business-only fiber network, they believe business deserves better. EverStream's full-service approach to business connectivity delivers the speed and reliability that businesses demand. EverStream, faster fiber, better business. I'm Heather Pascoe for 97.1, The Fan Traffic. We
0: do to appreciate a hearty breakfast. What's
3: better than this? Guys being dudes.
0: Now back to Morning Juice on The Fan.
1: Morning Juice here on The Fan. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Anthony Schlegel. Ooh. Caffeinate and dominate through Let's a Thursday. Go. That's Let's right. Let's go. You, 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 oh, there,
3: there it is. It is. It's back. I got All right. it. All right. All right. We got the monster.
1: Thing. You must have gone to the gas station last night. I did. I <laughs> did. You are quite a spectacle, i got to say. I just I got so it's amped just real. up. It's just I got, real. I got so amped up hearing that monster crack live on the air. It was like I, I hadn't heard it for three or four days. I was getting a little bit worried about you, but there it was. I'm so happy. 703, first monster of the day for Schlegs. How many cups of coffee are you on, too?
3: Well, how, how much coffee is in a cup? Is it eight? Is it eight ounces? Mm-hmm. Eight fluid ounces is a cup, Schlegs. Yes. So I'm Two.
1: All right, so we're 16 ounces into coffee, and then our first oh. sip of Monster for the day. Yeah. All right, And perfect. I'm good, and then I'll yeah. have
3: a pre-workout before our leg day, mm. and then we'll be good. That, that, should, <laughs> that should get me all the way till be... I want to pass out at about 3 o'clock, you, <laughs> you know? I'm going to yeah. need it, because there's some Zooms, and oh, by the way, my wife pointed this out to me. Our son is 8, Anthony. She's like, and she calls me Schlegs, too. She's like, Schlegs, which <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. That, that no, might Bobby, she doesn't. no, she doesn't.
2: No, oh,
5: she does I'm going to tell you this.
2: When she's like, it's so weird to sit there and watch. She's like, Schlegs, what are we doing? I'm like, the fact that you call your husband by his last name, football nickname, is utterly amazing to me. Like, and she says it. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I heard her call you, Anthony. To tell you the truth, Schlegs. Like,
3: I, you know what? I can't. I can't either. And I, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. I've had a lot of nicknames. I mean, there's Schlegel Belly. (laughs) Troy had Schlegweiser. You know, Schlegel Bagel is a really easy one. Schlegel Bagel. Um, (laughs) I mean, you know, there's a lot of them, but Schlegs has always been there. I mean, it's tried and true.
1: It really is. I still can't, but that's, that's maybe my favorite nugget throughout I the mean, entire, through our 14 shows that we've done, we're navigating our 14th show right now, I think out of everything that we've talked about, that little 30 seconds is my favorite thing that I've learned about Brandon, you. Know, legs.
2: there might be a point in your marriage where your wife will just start calling you Beam, and that's when you know you fully made it.
1: Well, alright, so here's the thing, like... When you're, so my wife and I, we've, we've been together since we were juniors in high school, right? And so as you do in high school, all of your friends, like my, my friends still call me Beam or Beam or whatever. And so it's, it's very weird. And like, so my wife did on in high school, then we started dating and then it, you know, became Brandon and everything. And there was just a natural delineation how we moved on. I am shocked. At seven oh five on a Thursday morning on September the third of 2020, that you and your wife Schlegs have been together for X amount of years since you guys have been in high school and she still calls you Schlegs. That is, it's the most amazing thing I've, I've learned.
2: Schlegs. I don't think she initially called you that. Like, I think this has been some Beam, it's like the reverse of you. I, Cause though I, she used to call him Anthony, like when we were in college. And at some point in time, Schlegs, it transitioned to where she would be like, where's Schlegs at? I'm like, I I don't know who your, your husband <laughs> who you She's like, about?
3: yeah, I thought he was with you. I'm like, no. I can't remember. It's been so long. I mean, we've. We've been married for 16 years. We thought it was 15, but we missed a year. <laughs> and and that, was, that was real. We've been dating since 1997 when I asked her out on a, on a bridge in DeSoto, Texas. Um, I mean that was fun. I mean like back in those days. You know, she gave you, gave you her number, and then I immediately went home and called her just to make sure it wasn't fake because I was driving, she wasn't, so I took her home from a powder puff game, mm. and that's how it all started. But I don't even remember what she called me in high school. It's been so long, because all I know is that she's like, like last night, she likes, you gotta watch this, you gotta check this out. And then she showed it to me, and it was straight up my dance move. Right to a song that I love. And I'm like, yeah. And then I, oh, it was, it's amazing. But that's what it's all about. I mean, if there's anybody that knows me, it's her. Right? She's seen every phase that a man could go through. I mean, you guys got to remember. I, I went to the Soto. I I wore tight, shimmery shirts and a Kangol. And then I went to, you know, driving with 56 book roasters on a teal Camaro with, with you know, soldiers on the back because I was a No Limit soldier. You know, and then I went to Highland Park. And I had tats and wore tank tops and cut off camos, and wrestled and was just absolutely crazy. And my Matt Stafford knows all those stories. Then I then I went to the Air Force (laughs) Academy, and that was kind of like my Joe Dirt phase, where I was just this hillbilly redneck lumberjack looking dude. Then I came to Ohio State, and I started to find my way a little bit, (laughs) and I I really just settled into you know Carhartt's tri-blend T-shirts and Rocky boots. Like that's an everyday occurrence. That's where I'm at. And so and and. She likes that. I mean, she doesn't think they're sexy, which I wish they were. So how do you transition to sexy? You wear Carhartt jeans. That's kind of my compromise. So, anyways, there's just a little nugget on my life.
1: All right, and that all started with a cracking a monster at yeah, seventy three. Absolutely love it. All right, let's hit a re Shark. Keeping you informed about what's trending
0: this morning, it's time for a little re-rack on morning juice.
4: Sponsored by Billiards Plus, the largest selection of pool tables in central Ohio.
1: All right, so everybody has been at a point in life where, you know, it's late night. You want to go through a Taco Bell drive through That that's fine. That sounds fantastic. What's what's wrong with a little crunch wrap, right? So this happened on Monday <laughs> in <sorry>. Oklahoma. <laughs> this happened on Monday <laughs> in Oklahoma City. So the Oklahoma City Police Department. Responded to a Taco Bell in a thousand block of South Meridian Saturday night just before 9 p.m., so not even that late. According to (laughs) police reports, Christopher Sale, not the pitcher, 61, was in a vehicle in the drive through completely naked. Sale paid for his order at the restaurant and then reportedly asked the employee for an additional taco. One of the employees was not comfortable with this. As I would imagine, it would be pretty jarring to see a naked man roll through the drive-thru. And another employee gave him an additional taco when he then asked for more sauce, still not leaving the drive-thru. Sale asked for napkins after receiving the sauce and then eventually left the drive-thru only to come back and ask for more sauce for his food. The best part about this story, when the police were able to detain Sale, he told them that he was hungry and that all of his clothes were in the washer. He also (laughs) stated to the police that, quote... He didn't know it was against the law to drive naked, carp. that is one of the best stories I've heard in a long time.
2: It really is, and it's amazing because I feel like one of the participants on the show could have been the man in that story <laughs> um, which one uh, yeah exactly <laughs> the one the one with the beard and the monster in his hand um, it's insane that that's the case first of all, I'm trying to figure out if this guy was like just trying to pull one over on the Taco Bell people if he's really that dense. I mean, you know, if he he fired up a J on the way there and he just didn't really care about life, like, I don't, I don't know, like, why, you got away with it, you went through once, you asked for another taco, you come back to get more sauce and napkins, like, you couldn't have got that at the beginning, they already let you go, just get back to your house and have a naked dinner, like, why do you, why do you have to go back around again, that's what I'm failing to understand, I mean, okay, you could probably deal without one more crunch wrap or one more sauce if you really need it, but... It's, it's unbelievable. Like, this is where we are in the state of the world today. People have lost their minds. There's no social norming. People don't see each other anymore. Hey, Beam, if you had a mask on, I mean, could they really even tell it was you? That's like, true. That's part of it. I, that, that may have been the real thing. I would have asked, like, hey, were you naked, but did you have a mask on in the car by yourself? That's the real question, Schleichs.
3: There's a masked, <laughs> a masked naked guy in her drive through And it, but it was, I had to think it was premeditated because he was, he got his order, and then he asked for an extra taco.
1: Okay, that's oh, fine. Know, that's normal. Forgot know, it on the drive-through. Okay, know, that's fine.
3: Oh, oh, I need some. And, but then I need some sauce. Then oh, I need some napkins. Okay, I'll be back. And then oh, you know what? I didn't get enough sauce the first time. And I, you know what? I understand the sauce issue with Taco Bell because I, being, yeah, you know, somebody that wants to be large anyways, like I want to eat that way. Um, I remember growing up, like, I'd go to Taco Bell, and I would just order the 10-pack. I need a 10-pack of soft tacos. Why? Because they went down a lot easier than than the the crunchy tacos. And I always had to have three sauces per. So I'm like, hey, listen, I need 30. Like, don't... That's a pretty
1: extreme ratio. It really no, is. I like sauce.
3: No extreme ratio. No, I want three sauces per time. To- That's just
2: how I like it. Being- it's like that sauce, you're just spraying. It's dripping all over your face, spraying down your chest. I mean, so
3: good, so, so good. good, so good. And I wanted the hot sauce. Don't give me the mild, medium. I just listen. I need thirty packets. You know, when Chick fil A went to where, where they only they only give you one. You know, you got to go in there and really fight for Like, hey, listen, it's not just Chick-fil-A. It's everywhere. It could be Whataburger. They don't have them up here, but they should. Anyways, it's like, hey, listen, I need ketchup. Oh, how much ketchup? No, I need a lot of ketchup. Just like when I go to Bob Evans and I order the, the Farmer's Market or whatever the heck it's called. I don't know what it is. I'm like, listen, I straight up need five things of syrup. Like, I know exactly how many syrups I need. Don't bring me two. Don't bring me three. Don't bring me four. I need five. I need ketchup and Tabasco sauce for my eggs. Thank you very much. Let me tell you
2: this, Beam, about eating with this guy and watching him consume food and the manner of which he does it. Like, first of all, it doesn't surprise me. He says he wants three sauces for each Taco Bell taco. I'm good with one. I just need the flavor in there. Mm -hmm. I love it. And by the way, like, that's my dad. When he's, my dad has the kids, like, grandpa rob for babysitting dude we're getting the 50 pack of tacos and bringing them back and just like slinging them around and <laughs> giving to my kids and it's he does a great job because like some of them don't like lettuce some of them don't like cheese it's it's insane but watching slags eat, eat pancakes the pancake should pancakes. not be delivered on a plate the pancakes should be delivered in a bowl, like a wok, like because he needs lit, like a higher edge on this thing because it's the the pancakes are drowning. They get waterboarded in syrup, like you. It is love, disgusting. No, Maximum saturation beam, like each one, like they're falling off the fork because they're so heavy and wet that you can hardly get them to your mouth. And that's how Schlegs likes to eat them:
3: heavy and wet. I mean, yeah. it's. I, I, uh, I'm go gonna ahead. give you another nugget right here. So you guys oh, want to make the best egos <laughs> out there for your kids? My mom made like I'd go home late at night because again I'm trying to gain weight in high school. I'm like, mom, I need a box of Eggos stat. that was like ten egos, and I would creamy Connie getting it done. Sorry. Yeah, I would. <laughs> AKA Connie cones. I would just I was like, hey, listen, for my kids. This is how you do it. You get the you get the egos. You put them in the toaster. You butter them up. You cut them up. There's a certain way that you should cut them because everybody likes the middle part more than the edges. So you get as much of the middle part as you possibly can. Then you lather them up with syrup. Then you pop them in the microwave, right, for 24 seconds. Why? Because it heats up the syrup and it allows it to infiltrate into the ego. Then it's hot, ready to serve, and they're already saturated with syrup, and they're delightful, and the kids love it. That's why I'm the best Eggo maker in
1: the house, period. Can You're you just take it to break? There. I've lost it. Like, I've, I've, I've lost my this mind. This is what happens when I get a monster after two days. <laughs> I, mean. I know it does. I know it does. It's amazing. All right, crew got it done. 1-0 last night against the Philadelphia Union. Lucas on unbelievable goal. Reds finally beat the Cards 4-3. Tribe take down Kansas City 5-0. The Rockets, they advance past Oklahoma City in seven games. They'll face the Lakers on Friday. Heat take down the Bucks. Wild game, 2 nothing. now. The Miami Heat are up. And then also some yesterday we had some NFL news. Dwayne Train was confirmed as the starter in Washington, which isn't surprising. And then Tyrod Taylor confirmed as the starter out in LA for the Chargers. Big news of the day yesterday in the NFL, though, Carp Leonard Fournette, he signed with Tampa Bay. He's going to join Tom Brady and Gronk right down there in Tampa, and that seems like a pretty stellar move for them.
2: Yeah, he's going from the Gulf to the Atlantic, and or wait, the Atlantic to the Gulf, rather, Jacksonville to to Tampa. And, I mean, they're loaded up, man. They're going for this thing with Tom. They've got him. They've got Shady. They've got all the weapons you could possibly have. Bruce Arians is probably beside himself. I don't know if all those guys will make it through the entire season, but uh, that's a big move for him, and obviously he wants to win because – I mean, He's going to a team that I would have to say now is probably the, on the incredibly short list, if they weren't before, of being a Super Bowl favorite.
3: Yeah, he's also a huge tarpon fisher. So, you know, better tarpon fishing in the Gulf than there is
1: on the Atlantic, Bob. All right, coming up next, we're going to touch on a much... I don't even know how to finish this conversation. Coming up next, we're going to touch on a a much-improved team from last season. We're going to take a look at the Indianapolis Colts coming up next. It's morning juice right here on The Fan.
0: From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center...
4: This report is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. We do have an accident on the north outer belt westbound at I-71 north. We have the two left lanes blocked, and that's why traffic is stop and go. Expect delays. And those traffic lights, they're still not working west mound street at Harrisburg Pike. Treat that as a four-way stop and expect delays. With thousands of locally owned Napa stores across the nation, chances are that wherever you call home, they do too. So whether you stop by your local Napa Auto Parts store, a Napa Auto Care Center, or visit Napa Auto. Online, you can count on Napa Know how. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, the Fan Traffic.
0: Rising, grinding, and hitting the fairway by 9 30. Hang on, did Bieber write this? Now back to Morning Juice on the
1: Fan. Morning juice on the fan. Caffeinate and Dominate. Brandon Beam, Bobby Carpenter, Anthony Schlegel. Doing our thing until 9 a.m. every single weekday morning. Right here on the fan. Beautiful little day we got here in Columbus. It's gonna rain till about eleven o'clock. You get a high of eighty-three today. So plan accordingly your day. Don't get stuck out in the rain two and a half miles away from your home like I did during the last rainstorm. Coming up in our next segment, we're gonna check in with our good buddy NFL reporter for the MMQB, Albert Breer, also noted Buckeye Schlage, So I know you are a big fan of that. So we're going to talk to him in our next segment about everything that is going on in the landscape in the NFL. But now it's time to preview the Indianapolis Colts. I'm just going to start by saying this. I think the Colts are going to be really, really, really good. Philip Rivers has lived his entire life as a Charger. He's now coming over to an offense where I could see them being top five in the league. I mean, I really enjoy this team and the way that the roster is constructed. Improved on a lot of fronts, right? You have T.Y. Hilton, you got Pittman, and you've got Paris Campbell. Also Buckeye at wide receiver. Marlon Mack, Jonathan Taylor, and Naheem Hines. I mean, phew, It's one of the best running back rooms that you could think of. Their offensive line is dominant. They have one of the best linebackers in the game with Darius Leonard. I love this team this year. The over-underslegs for the 2020 Indianapolis Colts is 8.5. They are overwhelming favorites to reach that number. Minus 200. So for every $2 you put down, you get one back if they hit nine wins. The under is at plus 150. Heavy favorites to go over at 8.5. Ceiling floor, an actual number for the 2020 Indianapolis Colts, Schlegs. 8.5.
3: So this is tough only because of playing the NFC North and the AFC North, right? But I think they can definitely win their division. I mean, really, it's Tennessee and you, uh, that being said, and you named a bunch of dudes. I love Darius Leonard as a linebacker. He had five picks and five sacks along with his 120 tackles, right? Um, and you got Malik Hooker back there.
6: Yeah.
3: and I, I obviously love him. The thing is, Phillip Rivers, and they have a really good offensive line, but can, they, can the, the starting five stay healthy? right They were the only team in the league to have all five starters start all 16 games last year, but they lost a lot of depth on their offensive line. So can they stay healthy to keep him healthy? Like that's the biggest question. and you also said they can run the football. I think they're seventh in the league. So I, I like them in the over. I think their ceiling is 11. The floor the floor is six, and I say six because what if somebody gets hurt? Right, if Rivers gets hurt, you got percent, I believe. But you know, can the running game be there? So I'm gonna go with the over. I'm gonna think that they're gonna win the division potentially. It's them and Tennessee. Those are my two favorites there. But I really do like this team, and I like it because of their defense, Bob.
2: All right, Beam hammered the over on this one. Okay. I loved the Colts last yeah. year. They at one point I think were six and four, and then lost five of their four of their last five games five of their last six, like they were at a really good spot and then struggled down the stretch. Defensively, they're, some, they're good at some stuff. I mean, their uh, red zone defense is pretty decent. Their third down defense, not quite as good. What did they do? They brought in DeForest Buckner because he had a ton of cap space from San Francisco. Sure up that defensive line. Uh, Xavier Rhodes got jettisoned out of Minnesota. Bring him in. See what stu- he still has left in the tank. Schlegs hit on Darius Leonard. I think they're really good, and one of the guys who they say is turning a ton of heads is Buckeye Tyquan Lewis there yeah. when they pair him up with DeForest Buckner and some pass rushing stuff, say he's been absolutely dominating in camp. I love their draft pick of Michael Pittman. He's a big physical wide receiver. I loved watching him at USC. He goes and gets the ball. That's the type of guys Phillip Rivers loves. If you look historically with what he's had out in uh, when he was in San Diego and then with the Chargers in L.A. as well, But it starts with them with their offensive line. Phillip Rivers wasn't good last year because he couldn't get protection. He's a statue. He's always been a statue. It's not going to change at this point in his life. You need to protect him. And with Quentin Nelson and that offensive line up there and their ability to run the ball. And I love Frank Reich as a coach. I'm telling you, I think this team, I think they ultimately win the South. I think they're bet- they challenge Tennessee. It's going to be those two, I think, right there with Houston a-, a notch back. But I would hammer the over. Ceiling 11 wins, maybe 12. Floor, I think, is 8.
1: Yeah, I think everything that you guys are talking about is spot on. If you're looking for a team that's going to be a dark horse Super Bowl contender, not in the category of a Tampa Bay Buccaneers or Kansas City Chiefs type, then I think realistically this is the one. Like I said, Phillip Rivers there. He's going to be put in a new system. You know what he is, though. He loves to throw the rock. They've got great wide receivers. They've got a great running back room. They've got a good defense and a good offensive line. All signs point towards go. Go. For the Colts winning the South. I'm going to hammer the over as well. I think the ceiling for them is 12 wins. I think the floor as well. Carp is 8. I really, really like the way that this team is built. It's not about one guy. Remember Andrew Luck? Okay, that's the only guy who they kind of had. He got hurt. They got banged up. They made it a point to to really try and bolster their offensive line. They have done that. If they can keep Phillip Rivers upright, I see no well, reason why the 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 Colts can't win 10 games.
2: And here's... uh. Here's the here's the deal. If you're into the the, the wagering beam, which some people are, mm-hmm. and you like a good future with some solid value, Indianapolis opened at thirty to one odds to win the Super Bowl. If you got in there, that's great. But since then, their odds have dropped to twenty five to one. Okay, I mean they've they've made some moves here. Um, I'm telling you, this is a team I think that could potentially challenge. Kansas City could potentially challenge Baltimore with what they've been able to do with their roster. Like, I'm telling you, there's just a lot there. And Phillip Rivers was the missing piece, and then being able to protect him was the missing piece for Phillip Rivers. And I want to say last year, they beat Kansas City early in the season, 19-13. So this team has what it takes to challenge some of those elite squads.
1: Yeah, they're going to be fantastic. So we're all on board with that. Hammer the over for the Colts at 8.5. All right, our good friend from MMQB, Albert Breer, he's going to join us next to talk about all of the latest happenings in the NFL. It's morning juice right here on The Fan. From the Atlas Butler
0: Plumbing Services Traffic Center,
4: This report is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. The accident on the north outer belt, westbound at 71 north, has cleared, so things are clearing up and moving a bit better in that area. Also, the traffic signals are back to working at westbound and Harrisburg Pike, so traffic is clearing out in that area as well. With thousands of locally owned Napa stores across the nation, chances are that wherever you call home, they do too. So whether you stop by your local Napa Auto Parts store, a Napa Auto Care Center, or visit Napa online, you can count on Napa Know How. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1 The Fan Traffic.
2: Get up, then get fired up. This is good. Get your hip flexors going, inner thigh, everything. This is Morning Juice
0: with Beamer Carpenter Inch Legs.
1: Morning Juice. Here on The Fan, caffeinate and dominate. Thursday we now head out to the Bryant heating and cooling systems fan guest hotline to chat with a good friend of the program noted Buckeye also senior NFL reporter lead content strategist for the MMQB Albert Breer Albert good morning how you doing on Thursday
5: hey guys I gotta say it's an honor to be with the uh, the honorable general Bob
1: Carpenter
5: this morning <laughs>
1: It is. Uh, we've had a fun. We've had a fun week, Albert. As I'm, I'm sure that you can tell by everything that has been going on and following following along on Twitter, because Bobby has been leading the Big Ten Army and leading the charge for the whole thing. So it's been a fun week, man. There's a lot of stuff happening in the NFL. Big news yesterday, though. Leonard Fournette. You know, a couple of days ago, he gets released from the Jags. He now moves to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if they weren't already a serious enough contender to to make a push for a super bowl albert where does this put them now with this move to to get Fournette on their roster
5: well it's it's really interesting cuz ba has history with backs like this and getting the most out of players like this and i i think what you what you the way you want to look at this and the way tampa looked at it before they signed him was all right, so we have all of these weapons, um, and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and O.J. Howard and Cam Brait and Rob Gronkowski and Scotty Miller, and I, I think the thing is to deal with all that, you're going to have to put a lot of DBs on the field, and what better way to attack a defense doing that than to throw a 235-pound jackhammer at them. So I think there was a very well-defined plan in, in what they were looking to do And I got to tell you guys, I mean, this is sort of what Tom was looking for. You know, I think the last couple of years in New England, even the year they won their last Super Bowl, he didn't feel like he had a whole lot of help, and he felt like his own play sort of suffered because of it. Um, He wanted to be part of a team that was going to be aggressive in these spots, and you know, since he signed, it was a pretty good group of skill players around him, a pretty good offensive line. um, Before he signed, since he signed, look at what they've done. They traded for Rob Gronkowski. They draft, drafted Tristan Wirfs to play right tackle in the first round, and now they've signed Leonard Fournette. I mean, I think that this is the sort of urgency that Brady was looking for when he signed with the Bucks.
2: Albert, were there any other suitors for Fournette? I know he cleared waivers, and some of that had to probably do with his salary, but were there a, a large number of teams that were pursuing him, or was this probably the best and only landing spot?
5: You know, I I know some teams kicked tires on him, Bobby, but I I don't know that there was a a land rush for him. Um, You know, the Patriots kicked the tires. The Steelers, who I thought would be a good fit, um, didn't make a hard run at him. I know the Packers and Bears discussed him because, you know, his offensive coordinators from Jacksonville, uh, John DiFilippo in Chicago and and Nate Hackett in Green Bay um, were with those teams. Um, you know, but I think he's sort of seen as this distressed asset right now. And quite honestly, like what he was looking for was a place where he could go and restore his value. Um, you know, obviously this is, you know, I, I think he's looked at a lot differently within the league than he was two years ago. And what kind of makes the problem worse for him is he's sort of seen as an outdated type of back. You know, he's Mm -hmm. not Christian McCaffrey or Alvin Kamara or even a guy like Zeke Elliott or Saquon Barkley, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, He's more of a traditional old-school back, so he needed to go to a place um, where he could sort of restore his value, and, and what better place to do it than, than with a team that's loading up like Tampa
6: is.
3: Hey, Albert, so I'm going to switch gears a little bit, and we're talking about the Colts today. So how do you feel about them when we were talking about they're kind of like the dark horse to compete and win the ASC and potentially a Super Bowl? How do you feel about the Colts going into this season?
5: You know what's funny about them, Schlech, is like I, a year ago, I would have told you they were probably one of the three or four – they were probably one of the three or four teams that had the brightest future in front of them. Um, and then Andrew Luck retired, and I think everybody forgot about him. You know? And we don't know what their future is going to look like at quarterback. Obviously, they've got Phillip Rivers there for the next year or two, but they're going to have to you know, go back and, 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 and turn that over again. Um, But all the things that we had sort of looked at a year ago are still there. Like a lot of them, how well they've drafted, um, you know, having guys like Quentin Nelson and Darius Leonard and Rocky Sin, and and they draft Jonathan Taylor and Michael Pittman this year. I think there's a good young nucleus coming up there, and I think you've got a team – that's going to be a tough out on a week-to-week basis you know the question i think both in the short term and the long term is the quarterback position um and you know i really do believe in the guys who are building that thing um you know chris Ballard i think is one of the three or four best general managers in football and frank reich's already proven himself as a head coach Um, so i think there are a lot of great things in place it's just in the nfl when you don't have the quarterback position completely nailed down um that's I mean, it's, it's a huge variable to be dealing with. And so, so much of where they go now is going to be based on how Philip Rivers can bounce back off of what was a really rough 2019 for him. And then where they go long-term is going to, you know, sort of ride on how they eventually go about replacing Rivers.
1: We got well, Albert Breer with us from the MMQB and noted Buckeye on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. I have to say, Albert, it's very weird, right? We're doing a show in central Ohio and... The Browns have been like radio silence this entire offseason. It's been very weird. It's a new coach. It's a new GM. It's a whole new regime. But, like, you hear nothing up in Berea. You're hearing nothing out of them. I mean, you look at their roster, and they're absolutely loaded. How do you feel about the Browns this year? Because it seems like the offseason off hype has kind of died down on them.
5: It's so funny because they always swing back and forth. You know, like last year... With Friday, they were sort of like the like swaggering around and like you know to be different. We have to act different and all of this. And you know now they're kind of swung back around and they're you know quiet and buttoned down and all of that. So you know I, I think you have to be sort of you'll believe it when you see it. I do think they've got some smart people in charge. Um, you know I think what Andrew Barry's done in his first you know offseason as the GM, it's logical. Uh, and I do think that. You know, I, I do think that Baker Mayfield, it, like, while he took a step back last year, I think a lot of what happened last year with him was explainable. Um, and so, you know, you, you, you look at the, the, the young core that everybody was excited about still there. Like, you know, from Beckham to Landry, defense, Warden, Garrett, um, you know, there's still a lot of good pieces there. Nick Chubb, yeah, I, I think the one thing you're going to want to watch this year, and I think it's very, very specific – how their attack play improves. Uh, I, I think that could you know, be the difference between being a 5- or 6-win team and a 9- or 10-win team for them. Um, you know How Jedrick Wills comes along, how Jack Conklin um, plays, and if he can stay healthy, that's going to make all the difference in the world. Because if you guys look back at the quarterbacks who broke out over the last three years, one thing they all had in common, and this is sort of interesting, they all got great tackle play. Carson once in 2017 had Lane Johnson and Jason Peters. Patrick Mahomes in 2018 had Eric Fisher and Mitch Schwartz. And Lamar Jackson last year had Ronnie Stanley and Orlando Brown. For one reason or another, it's a commonality if you look. And you can go back further than that, too. Every young quarterback that has this big breakthrough year has great tackle play. And so a lot of where Baker Mayfield goes is going to ride on what happens with Wills and Conklin. And where the Browns go, of course, is going to ride you know, pretty heavily on how Mayfield plays.
2: We're joined by MMQB's Albert Breer, noted Buckeye, and also refers to Anthony Buckeye. Schlegel as Schleggs on the Brian Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Like Albert, that, that, was, well, that was important, Albert, because Schlegs' wife also refers to him as Schlegs. So um, <laughs> it's it's pretty interesting from that
3: standpoint. Um, we talked, Is she uh,
5: Schlegs too or no?
3: You know, it's, no, she, no, on, it's, more, no, it's more like, you know, what's up girl <laughs> <laughs> what's up baby hey love i love you. how you doing you know it's more like that yeah. or oh, steph you know you can't call her mom i got like,
5: a buddy i got a buddy i got a buddy from call from college called smegs his name is Smigs, and that's his last his next last name Smeagle, and everybody refers like his wife refers to him as smegs too and it got real weird after they got married <laughs>
2: <laughs> which is awesome which is awesome and uh, taking it back here to the Saints, real quick, Albert, because you know Alvin Kamara down there. A lot of people view him as a top five back, and even internally, you know, I, I think that there's a perception in New Orleans that he's probably as close to McCaffrey as you're going to find, if not maybe even better. What's the situation with his contract? What? How did we get to this point? And is this something that you think is salvageable?
5: I don't know. That, like, so I, I think part of the issue is like Joe Mixon getting his deal. In Cincinnati, and how far it fell short of what Christian McCaffrey got in Carolina. And, and if you look at it, McCaffrey's deal is sort of an outlier now. And they got you know sixty-four over four—that's sixteen million a year. Um, you got Mixon at twelve, you got Derek Henry at twelve and a half. And you know these things can get personal sometimes. And um, the, the the Saints were coming in, I, I think, fairly significantly lower than where McCaffrey was. He, Camaro wanted to be close to McCaffrey, and now you've got like, the running back market sort of defining itself where the McCaffrey deal does look like a little bit of an outlier. And so you know, I, I, part of the issue is sort of finding a middle ground between what Henry and Mixon got and what McCaffrey got. And I think it's fair for Camaro to look at McCaffrey and say, I'm a similar type of player to him. I'm more than just a running back. I think the other issue here, guys, the Saints have a lot of mouths to feed. And if you want to look at it, look at the last three or four years, how well they've drafted. You know, it's not just taking care of Kamara. It's also taking care of Marshawn Lattimore. It's also taking care of Ryan Ramchick. And both those guys play premium positions. So, you know, you're going to have to take care of those two. The year after this, you're going to probably be looking at taking care of Marcus Davenport and on down the line. They've just got so many good young players on the team now where it's you know, if, if you're Mickey Loomis, if you're Sean Payton, you're looking at Alvin Kamara and you're saying, we really do value you, but we've got a lot of guys to take care of and we're trying to keep the team together for the post-Drew Brees era. You know, and of course, if you're Kamara, you're a running back, you're looking at that, you're saying, you're going to dump me the minute the wheels start to come off, mm-hmm. so I need to get what I can now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a fascinating, fascinating deal down there in New Orleans. Albert, we always appreciate the time, man. We really, really do. Enjoy your Thursday, and we'll talk again soon, all right?
5: Awesome. Thanks, guys. Keep fighting the good fight, Bobby. We'll do Albert. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <A ten.
1: laughs> yeah, oh if God. there's one thing, Carp, that you're gonna do, it's that. I mean, you're the general of the Big Ten Army, for God's sake. That was Albert Breer. He was the senior NFL reporter, lead content strategist for MMQB, and he was joining us on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. All right, we'll tell you what has us juiced on a Thursday. Coming up next, it's morning juice, right here on the fan. From the Atlas
0: Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center.
4: This report is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. We don't have any accidents right now. Things are clearing up and moving pretty well on the area's main roads and freeways. Keep in mind, though, Claycraft Road over the east outer belt, that's still down to one lane until at least early October. With thousands of locally owned Napa stores across the nation, chances are that wherever you call home, they do too. So whether you stop by your local Napa Auto Parts store, a Napa Auto Care Center, or visit Napa online, you can count on Napa know-how. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1. The Fan Traffic.
0: Live, local, loud, very loud. This is Morning Juice with Brandon Beam, Bobby Carpenter, and Anthony Schlegel.
1: Morning Juice here on The Fan, attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. every single morning right here on The Fan. Brandon Beam, Bobby Carpenter, Anthony Schlegel, and we here at Morning Juice are brought to you by our good friends at Raising Cane's. That's right, go and ask for the Caniac go and ask for the Caniac, Schlegel style. They'll know exactly what you're talking about. All right, Shark, it's time to get juiced. What's got you juiced? Sponsored by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. All right, Caffeinate and Dominate, what's got you juiced today?
3: Oh, man, I mean, there's so many things. Like, I just, I don't know what you guys do during the breaks, but I'm starting to figure out a little routine. I put my, my headset down, and I walk around to get my, you know, make sure I stand up, and I notice that my closet was open for some reason that I and then I was trying to shut it and there's something in the way. And it turns out it was my senior year poster for my wrestling team. And <laughs> I I'm gonna tweet this out. It's amazing. But anyways what what got me juice you want to have a juice vampire online learning for again an eight-year-old, not a nine year old and eight year old. Okay? So that that will suck the juice right out of you for sure. But that being said Positive news around the Big Ten. That got me juiced. Came to the shop yesterday after the show, and what was there? Somebody photoshopped a picture of me in a cage match with, with uh, Feinbaum. That was funny. It made me smile. And then someone uh, tweeted me or you know, hit me up in a message or whatever. I don't know what those are called. Um, they were wearing an DMs. Attack and Dominate shirt around, around town. And, and a woman like, was, stopped them and said, what is that? Like, like In a negative connotation, like, what is that? Right. And, and he had to go into the spiel about it's all positive, it's attacking and dominating and, you know, just attacking and dominating life with a positive attitude. But it had a good conversation. So that, that kind of stuff gets me juice. Bob, what's got you juice, man? Oh,
2: goodness. There's so many things. I had this list and I've just continued to add to it. Number one, uh, super juice that one week from today, the NFL will be kicking off. We will have real, meaningful football games. Chiefs, Texans get a chance to see what's going on there. I'm pumped for all of the people that have been sliding in my DMs about all the potential things that they're hearing, stuff that's happening that I have to research and track down about the Big Ten season, what's going on, what schools are playing, what's not, the presidents, this, that, and the other. So that's got me juiced up. A lot of the people who are helping me with this throughout the rest of the Big Ten footprint and other media markets trying to ratchet up the attention on their presidents who, you know what, they just want football. This isn't political. It's not partisan. There's none of this other stuff. They just want to see especially former players guys have the opportunity to play i'm pumped for i'm so juiced for all of the people when i asked about movie recommendations for my kids that jumped up gave me a ton of good ones some that were maybe not age appropriate people were recommending major league for my 10 to 7 year olds like probably not quite there yet that, that's more like four or five years down the road but i love the effort i'm so excited about that um just getting in there and helping and then also the fact that um your wife Schlegs, One of the things we didn't mention that she also calls you a Papa Schleggs sometimes, which is Papa absolutely, Schlegs.
3: absolutely I like it fantastic. When you call me, big Papa. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Papa, Papa Schlegs. Schlegs. and beam, That's real. We'll have, to
2: get, we'll have to get into it. The other, the uh, after the break is the fact that. Schlage's, his consumption of ketchup. And I'll tell you how that came up as well. But that's what's got me
1: juiced. <laughs> Alright, fantastic. A little tease heading juiced, into dude? the next segment. What's got me juiced is exactly what Bobby was saying. We have live football in the NFL starting seven days from now. That's right. Next Thursday night we get the Chiefs and the Texans. That is absolutely amazing. This week in golf you got the tour finale, the FedEx Cup championship down at Eastlake. Okay, that's cool. You roll over into the next season. We got six majors within a 12-month time time period. We're talking about a fall U.S. Open at Winged Foot. We're talking about a November Masters. We're talking about the possibility of the Big Ten playing in October. I could have an Ohio State football game on a Saturday and Masters Sunday the next day. My head will explode if that happens. <laughs> I'm so juiced out of control right now at the thought of that. And then, to, on- to add on top of that, November Masters, you fast forward three months later, you get an April Masters. All is right in the it's going to be crazy the past five months have sucked and no doubt been a juice vampire but right now everything is starting to turn around and it finally looks good for something all right coming up after the break a little re-rack schlegs apparently there's a ketchup story about his consumption and also one of the funniest stories you will hear coming out of the ohio state campus yesterday we'll get into all of that with our third hour it's morning juice right here on the fan
0: from the atlas Butler plumbing services traffic center
4: This report is sponsored by... Incident on the ramp from US 23 to the north outer belt eastbound. Watch for some slowdowns as you connect there. Also, Highway 31, both directions, uh, right near County Highway 128, Hillview Road. We do have an accident there, and police are asking you to avoid the area because the accident has reduced traffic to just one lane. Hey Columbus, fill your tank with Amoco Ultimate with Invigorate and keep on going. Amoco Ultima with Invigorate at BP and Amoco stations. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, The Fan Traffic.
0: Big dudes, bigger opinions. This is Morning Juice with Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, and Anthony Schlegel.
1: Morning Juice here on The Fan. Attacking and dominating our way to nine a.m. every single weekday morning. If you want to follow along the fun on Twitter, you can do so at Morning Juice971. Weather today in good old Columbus Town. A high of eighty-three degrees. As you look outside right now, at least I am. It's raining. So that is going to stop around eleven o'clock today. Twenty-five percent chance up until one. And then we should be good to go for the rest of your Thursday. Hopefully everybody's Thursday is going as good as ours. And right now, it's time to hit a re-rack. Do it, Shark. Keeping you informed about what's trending this morning,
0: it's time for a little re-rack on Morning Juice.
4: Sponsored by Billiards Plus, the largest selection of pool tables in central Ohio.
1: So we have caffeinate and dominate with Anthony Schlegel. We have the general of the Big Ten Army, Bobby Carpenter. And apparently, General Bob, you have a story that you teased into this segment about the consumption of one Anthony Schlegel's ketchup habits. We've already learned today about the way that he eats his tacos. So 10 pack of tacos from Taco Bell with 30 packets of sauce. So three packets per taco. He needs Saucy. to, he needs to, to drizzle about, I don't know, five gallons of maple syrup on his pancakes. He needs to eat that sucker out of a bowl. What else do you have, Bob, for the condiment consumption?
2: Yeah, Schlage's eats syrup like most people would eat biscuits and gravy, like with pancakes. Like That's how it kind of is. It's a full saturation. So I walked out, and I was telling my wife about it because she didn't get a chance to catch that segment. She was getting the kids ready. You know, got some Zoom stuff this morning, getting breakfast and all that stuff together. And I was describing him about the, about the, the Taco Bell and the three packets per. And Schlags and all the different things, and she's like, "Well, did you bring up how much ketchup the guy eats and i'm like that's <laughs> that's amazing. The fact that you would reference that, and I somehow forgot it, and being the fact that Schles puts ketchup on just about everything, and it's not a small amount of ketchup but in fact a rather large amount of ketchup to the point where i'm like schlegs i'm not sure if you're tasting any of the food." that actually exists, the condiment has fully absorbed any type of taste (laughs) that the food could be providing. And now all you're really tasting is like ketchup with some sort of vehicle that helps you get it to your mouth. Like that's really it. it. It's really just one step short beam of him taking a ketchup bottle above his face and just squirting it down his beak.
1: So it's basically like awesome, the scene in Big Daddy, right? I mean, where he's just squirting the ketchup all over the fries. I can't yes. even taste the potatoes. All I want to do is catch or taste the ketchup's legs.
3: Well, I don't like, see, I don't want to put it all over the fries. Like, I want to dip them in there so I can really clump it on there. You know what I mean? If it's drizzled <laughs> all over it, then your fingers get all nasty from the ketchup. And I remember, like, I would go into, um, I'd get a double quarter pounder with cheese, right? Or or uh, a Texas Double from Wendy's. and I don't, They don't have Texas Doubles up here probably because it's Ohio. But anyways, <laughs> I would take that and I would fill the entire bottom of the other side of the container that the mm. quarter pound, double quarter pounder came in with ketchup. Why? Because, yeah, I like to dip it in ketchup and I like to have a lot on there. And that's how I dip my fries. And so, yeah, I, I do eat a lot of ketchup. It, side, or side nugget for everybody, I love eggs. And I love to put ketchup on my eggs with Tabasco sauce. But here's a little nugget when you make eggs. Put just a a smidgen of coffee creamer in there. It makes them extra fluffy. But then it also tastes really good when you smother it in ketchup and And pepper and Tabasco sauce.
2: Radio Beam is, uh, I heard it described to me one time, as the theater of the mind. Mm -hmm. And so when Schlegs used the term dip... And whenever you hear that, I want you to substitute that with the word drowned. Okay. Okay. <laughs> dip or dunk. Like not, not even dunk, drown. Like dip implies like maybe getting in the pool. Drowning is like when someone's holding them underwater to make sure they're fully <laughs> engorged. Like that is more along the lines of what you need to envision.
1: All right, so I'm envisioning that. I still can't believe that you got the quarter pounder that came in the box and filled up the other side all full of ketchup. That yeah. is disgusting. <laughs> no, it's not. It's unbelievable. Hey, it's man, great. to each their own. If you enjoy ketchup that much, then what am I? Yes. What am I to tell you? You can't eat it that way. I wouldn't do it personally. But hey, do you like ketchup on your steak too?
3: Absolutely not.
1: Okay, so you're not like Patrick Mahomes in that case. That's okay. no. I like
3: a one. I like a one. Like I'd rather have a steak that's done. You know nice, you know, medium, medium rare. So medium rare plus, right? When you go into a restaurant Mm. and I don't have to have anything, like that's how I would like it. Maybe I dip it in my mashed potatoes or something like that. (laughs) A little bit, a little bit. That would just be a, that's a, a little dip. I'm so
1: that's me. a dip. That's not a, that's a dip. That's not a drown. All right, we got no. it. So I saw this earlier today from the Skull Session on 11 Warriors. Kevin Harris pointed me towards this. This came from Ohio State's Reddit feed, right? Reddit is a wild place, too. I mean, you could spend literally an entire day on Reddit and see something different every single minute that you're on there. So this is from the Reddit feed from Ohio State. This comes from a young man. I don't know who it is, but he's a student at Ohio State. Listen to this. So today my class ended early, so I tried to save some time. Backpack on and listening to music, I set off for Jo North to get tested 15 minutes earlier than my time. So he's talking about a COVID test, right? He's setting off to Jo North. If you can picture the Ohio State campus in your mind, do it as we go along on this this uh, theater of the mind, right? Bob is what we call well, it's radio. just
2: south of Lane, just north of the business school, tucked right in there.
1: Exactly. Said I had gotten about 10 steps out of the door when a very attractive girl started walking in front of me. Ooh, this fantastic. is not usually a problem because I walk fast faster than most people. But apparently she did, too. She took corners, back paths, and was heading in a certain direction, but it was the same path I was taking. It's a horrible feeling. She had to look back a couple of times like I was a weirdo, but I wasn't following her, and I had other things on my mind. I came up with the idea to save spit while walking. That way I could (laughs) test extra fast. Mm. So there I was, awkwardly following this girl, probably looking very weird. We had walked a long walk me 10 paces behind when it just so happened she also turns into jo north it was here i realized the fault in my plan they asked me if i had done a test before and all i could do was cryptically nod at this point she started looking at me with fear in her eyes and i was starting to pretend she wasn't staring at me i finished logging in on my phone and went in for the grand finale i spit Too much. The spit filled the cup. It filled the cone, and then it went blanking everywhere. She was looking at me out of the corner of her eye, and I was entering full panic mode. There was spit blanking everywhere. So to not look stupid, I sucked it back up, all of it, up to the line, and it looked like she was about to vomit. I sealed my cap and turned in my test, nearly running out of the door. I didn't look back. I don't know if I'll ever see her again. But if I do, it's probably in her nightmares. If you are her, I am deeply sorry. Carp, that is a horror story right there. That is
2: disgusting, and I feel bad for the guy. Um, I've never taken a spit test yet, and I'm not sure how much spit is required. But
1: I mean, that's sloshing that around in your mouth for 10 minutes while walking the campus.
2: That's a healthy amount. I mean, all I can base that off of is like drug testing. Yeah. So in the NFL or in college and we get drug tests and they, you'd want to get it done first thing in the morning, especially during training camp. And you would go in there and have people, the medical staff, men and women, and you know, the way they do it, I mean, dude, you got to be like fully naked when you go in there, essentially like no shirt on just in your underwear. You pull your underwears down to your knees. So, I mean, just envision that. Like, it's a very humiliating experience. And so you want to make sure, obviously, you have enough to meet the threshold, but then you don't have too much. And so, like, you're trying to navigate being like, filling it up and it's first thing in the morning you're drinking a ton of water the night before because you're dehydrated during camp and it's like you're trying to control it into the cup and then all of a sudden you have to try to redirect into a toilet and it's like it, it, i mean dude it, it's literally like trying to undo a sprinkler from a hose <laughs> while the hose is running i mean that's it that's essentially what it is and just imagine the mess that you can create with that situation oh, no. there because like you have no idea. It's not like there's a valve that you can just shut it shut off. Shut it, it off, try. coach. Let's you go. Can, Stop
1: that can, thing. Beam.
2: You can try. But when you have like probably a <laughs> liter of urine that you're trying to excrete and it, it's starting to like hurt because you're holding it so bad because you have all these papers to fill out, I mean, it's, it's awful. It's absolutely awful.
3: Bob, that's exactly where my mind went to it. But what about the times where it's unexpected and you didn't get to have the prep and you're just like, listen, the only way I can, I, I, I got to go take a dump too. Now it becomes really <laughs> awkward, right? Like, you, you want to keep the? Are you sure you want to keep this door open to this stall? All right, that's on you. Here we go. Here you we know, go.
1: <laughs> I can't. I I. I cannot imagine what was going through that young man's brain. I mean, because. It's just that's such a horrible story. It's just a terrible thing to happen to him, to feel that awkward, to already have the uncomfortableness, because that does. It happens on campus. It's a big campus, and a lot of people are going to the same place, especially if you're going to get a COVID test. I'm sure a lot of people are going there. I cannot believe how already awkward that that is. And then for the fact that he just, I mean, whatever shot he had, <laughs> he blew it by looking like an absolute psychopath doing that. But, yeah, that's uh, that's no good. So a lot of good stuff happening today. Last night, you had the crew get it done 1 0 against the Philadelphia Union. Lucas Zellerion, unbelievable goal. Crew sit atop the Eastern table. Reds finally beat the Cardinals 4 3. Tribe take down Kansas City 5 0. Rockets. They took down Oklahoma City in seven games. They're going to take on the Lakers on Friday. Heat take down the Bucks in a wild game. It's 2 0 now in favor of the Miami Heat as they go back home against the number one team in the entire Eastern Conference, the Milwaukee Bucks. And Carp, I know that you had a heck of a day yesterday mm-hmm. man because this big 10 stuff is not dying down it's not going down without a fight you are the general of the army you had an exhausting day yesterday
2: i did you know waking up and you know hearing some of this stuff I had some conversations two days ago and then last night and then you know, yesterday you know, talking to some people and you know federal government legislative branch you know some white house aides trying to figure out like okay what is being offered how can it be done and who's the onus on now? And, you know, from everything that I've heard and people that I've talked to, like, all right, like Kevin Warren's trying to get this thing together. The, the, all the resources will be provided for the football testing from the federal government. That'll allow, you know, other sports to then start to play as well as things open up and they'll be able to have revenue and things will start to move in the right direction. But like the president said, you know, it's all about player safety. You heard Kevin Warren all about player safety. That's what they tried to push it as. And so if that's the case, this was the last hurdle to be pulled out. And so trying to talk to, you know, people that are, were in the know about this and then people from around the Big Ten footprint saying, let's go. Like, this is how, what the situation is. The presidents have to make a choice. They have to decide now, is it safe? Is safety the number one? Not is it safe? They're giving you the tools to have the five-minute test so you'll know that everybody on the field is clean. And if they go and play, and then you'll be good. And so, it, like Schleich like said, tough to get COVID in a COVID-free environment. And so now that's there. Hopefully the presidents will reconvene. They'll look at this, look at the data, the new stuff that's been presented, the opportunities they have, and come to the logical conclusion. Let's try this out and see if we can proceed if the players are responsible and they're willing to sacrifice and be safe. So that is emotionally exhausting. It's going to be like this the next two or, you know, mm-hmm. day or two. Heck, we don't know if we're going to be working on Labor Day or not because yeah. who knows what the heck's going to be going on. But I, I'd rather have some hope than no hope. And it was described to me as basically a four-foot putt to win the Masters. Oh, Who's boy. taking that putt? Slippery I don't greens. know. How good do you feel about it? If it was a four-foot putt by Phil Mick to win the U.S. Open, would you feel good about that? I don't know. Beam. Me, I mean, the guys finished second-hand so many times. Like, it it's just mind-blowing. But it is there. The opportunity there. The momentum's going in the right direction. It's now up to the presidents. And Christina Johnson came out with a strong statement yesterday mm-hmm. that I think was very important for the rest of the Big Ten to hear, saying, I think it's safe. This was before the test to proceed. That's why I voted yes. And so her getting on the record, hopefully that will rally support around the rest of the Big Ten. And now the fan bases know, well, my president didn't vote yes. They can't hide from that, and you're going to change your mind because we want to see football played.
1: We're going to get Schleg's opinion on that next. We'll also switch gears with our NFL preview and go to the NFC South. The first team up, first team up, excuse me, the Carolina Panthers. We'll jump into that next. It's morning juice right here on the fan.
0: From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center.
4: This report is sponsored by Dell. We do have an accident on the ramp from US 23 to the north outer belt eastbound. Watch for some slowdowns connecting there. Also an accident on State Route 37 eastbound at I-71. And another accident, accident on Shannon Road westbound at Winchester Pike. This is your last chance at summer savings with Dell's Labor Day sale. Get up to $300 off some of the newest XPS and Alienware computers powered by Intel Core processors. Plus save on tech like Samsung TVs all with free shipping. Call 800 by Dell. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1 The Fan Traffic.
0: Wake up and smell the smelling salts. This is Morning Juice with Beamer Carpenter Inch Legs.
1: Morning Juice here on The Fan. Brandon Bean, Bobby Carpenter, Anthony Schlegel. Hopefully, everybody's settling into their Thursday just fine. We got rain here in Columbus in the area until about 11 o'clock, high of 83 today. So, after about noon, you should be just fine. You can follow along the fun on Twitter at Morning Juice 971 is where we live. And we are doing the show from home, but these are our fan studios, and they are sponsored by Lindsay Honda. Honda makes the cars, Lindsay makes the difference. You can visit them online at lindsayhonda.com. We are seven days away from the NFL opener between the Chiefs and the Texans. Crazy that we are here. We are on the doorstep of the NFL being played. We're going to talk some college ball with our good pal from the Sporting News, Bill Bender, next. But first, it's time to preview the Carolina Panthers. To me, I look at this team, it's all about two-glove Teddy and how many times he can feed the ball to Christian McCaffrey. Who cares if you don't have any other weapons? That guy is unbelievable. He's one of the biggest workhorses in the NFL. Literally, it seems to be 70% of their offense revolves around one guy. you got Curtis Samuel out there. Okay, that's fantastic. I love Curtis. I think he could be a great player. He made great strides last year in Carolina, but we know that they have had some trouble at the quarterback the quarterback position and they're trying teddy bridgewater out the vegas over under for them is five and a half not very good it's a good division in the south you look at the nfc south and who is in there the tampa bay buccaneers are incredibly improved the atlanta falcons signed todd gurley they have a ton of weapons and then oh yeah the new orleans saints the mainstay in that division what are they going to be Carolina is on the outside looking in. They are trying to rebuild after Cam Newton. They're looking to Teddy Bridgewater. Five and a half is the over-under Schlegs. They are even money at the under. They are minus 130 at the over of five and a half. What is your ceiling? What is your floor? And what's the actual number for the 2020 Carolina Panthers?
3: All right, so they play the NFC North, really tough division. They play the AFC West, significantly better. They're in the NFC South. Not a lot of hope for you, Carolina, right? <laughs> and you're believing in Teddy. Be like be like water, my friends. Be like Teddy. Bridgewater. Anyways, that being said, you mentioned all the key pieces that they got offensively, and it's only one piece, Christian McCaffrey. He's an absolute freak. Hey, guess what? You got Curtis Samuel. I'm excited to see what he can do this year and be healthy. But then defensively, and I'm going to say this, they needed a lot of help. And what did they do in the draft? They only drafted defensive dudes. Straight up. So when I think about it, they're D-ranked 31st in the league. Not very good. They were awful in the red zone. They were really bad on offensively on on third downs, right? They were toward the bottom. And so the guys couldn't keep drives going, which put the defense in a bad situation, and they have no depth. But at the end of the day, ceiling is 7, floor is 4. I'm going to go with the under, Bob.
2: Yeah, the thing is, when you when you're rebuilding, you're not you can't really look at what they did last year. This team, however, last season was five and four at one point, and then they just got bludgeoned the second half of the year. Um, they bring in Matt Rule out of Baylor. They're going to change the offense up. They're going to do some different things with how they've been operating there. You, I love their draft. They go best player available. They get Derek Brown, the big DT out of Auburn. Yep. They get Gross Mottos, the get Matos, The Outside rusher from Penn State to help solidify that offensive line, which was incredibly key because or that defensive line, they needed to do that. You want to start building on that side of the ball first. They've always been good on the defense. Last year, they struggled a little bit in some of the key metrics, but I think they'll start to be back. This is going to be a growing season for them. And Schlegs, like you mentioned, the difficulty of their schedule. Like, I think their roster is a little bit better than people give them credit for. They've done a good job acquiring some pieces. Curtis Samuel's been having a really good camp. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey's there. How healthy can Teddy Bridgewater stay? Can they protect him? Five and a half. I think this team's probably between four wins at the bottom. I would say they could potentially get to seven. I'll take the over because I see them being a six win team um, and probably in a lot of those games. I mean, they played the Saints tough the second half of the year and ended up losing really close. Like, they're a talented group. They just don't have as much talent as everybody else in their division. And they're going to be continuing to develop young players and try to build this roster the right way. They have a great front office. I really like their head coach. I think they're going to stick with everything. That they have and continue to move forward and not and stay the course, and because of that, there's going to be some growing pains. I like them at about six wins. I'll take the over, and maybe you know take a shot with it to see if they hit it but I think the Carolina Panthers will be a team that will upset some teams this year but aren't going to have a record that's going to be playoff worthy
1: yeah I just look at this roster and it's too talented to only win five games in the NFL I know that they play in a great division I know you're going up against Matt Ryan and Tom Brady and Drew Brees twice a year But it's just, they're they're too loaded of a roster. They're too good of a defense. Teddy Bridgewater is too good of a quarterback to only win five games in the NFL. I'm going to take the over as well. I think the ceiling... I think you guys nailed it. I think it's seven games. I think I think the floor for them is five. I just think that they're too good of a team. But I want to get your opinion on the Schlegs, because you're without Ron Rivera. He's there for a long, long time. When you go through that kind of a change, when you lose your guy who has been there for a while, what does that do to your team? New coach, new system, new everything down there in Carolina. Yeah, sometimes
3: when you have a coach that's been there for a long time, people get comfortable. It happens, right? They get complacent. And I think bringing in Matt Rule, so Matt was at, I think, Temple. Then he went to Baylor, turned that program around. He's an offensive guy. That's why they brought in Bridgewater. He can kind of run his style of offense. And you have a great weapon in Christian McCaffrey. And he has juice about him. I mean, I was down in Baylor. I've talked to Matt Rule before. Like the dude, who was it, Frank Pirano, who's a head strength coach now for Tennessee. When he was at Temple, like he was working him out. And now his strength coach who was – at Baylor is now with them in Carolina. They're bringing some more juice in this whole kind of college atmosphere because guys kind of want that from not, not of the raw raw stuff, but they want it from a playing and training perspective. And I think bringing that type of new juice in the building is good for everybody because now everybody's on the, on the the opening page right I get an opportunity to leave my mark for this new staff and let's go out there we're going to start building some bringing in some pieces that can help us win and that's the type of guy that Matt Rule is so I really I'm with Bob I love their coach I love the things that they're doing I love the the, the front office and I think that it will be positive I just don't know with the divisions that they play outside of their division if they'll be able to get those wins
2: one one got to watch beam jeremy chen southern illinois safety that they took and okay. a lot of people were really high on him in the draft i think he's had a really good camp and he could be a guy that might be a, maybe a breakout rookie for them that maybe people are sleeping on a little bit because they went so heavy given that every player they drafted was on the defensive side of the ball
1: Our good buddy from Sporting News, also great Ohioan, Bill Bender, he's going to join us next to talk some college football. It's Morning Juice right here on The Fan. From the
0: Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center.
4: This report is sponsored by Ace, the helpful place. In accidents on Highway 31 boat near County Highway 128 Hillview Road. You're asked to avoid that area because an accident has reduced traffic down to just one lane and things are backing up. There's also an accident on Shannon Road westbound at Winchester Pike and another on State Route 37 eastbound at I-71. Ace is the only national retailer that carries Benjamin Moore paint, which means the paint you trust and a huge selection of beautiful colors are right in your neighborhood. So if you're looking for award-winning service, and look no further than Benjamin Moore paint at Ace. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1 The Fan Traffic.
0: Protein shakes and energy drinks. The breakfast of champions. This is Morning Juice with Beamer, Carpenter, and legs.
1: Morning Juice here on The Fan. Juice. Attacking and dominating our way to 9 a.m. every single weekday morning. We now head out to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline and welcome in a good pal from the show. Also from Sporting News, Bill Bender joining us in the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Bill. Bill, welcome in, buddy. Good morning to you on a Thursday.
6: Hey, I've got both kids on a school bus for the first time in 176 days, as my <laughs> wife pointed out. So it, it is a great morning.
1: That's yeah. a great morning, Bill. <laughs> it absolutely is. I mean, my wife is a teacher. I know that my two co-hosts here have kids who are zooming every single day. So it's amazing that you counted 176 days, Bill. That's a, it's pretty remarkable, but it seems to be that things are getting ever so slightly back to normal. Even just sending kids to school we love uh, it, yeah, is a, is a huge thing, <laughs> but. No, that's where we'll start this morning, Bill. Because obviously, the last week has been—I mean, basically pandemonium in the Big Ten. I think that's the right way to describe it. I mean, we got the general, of the Big Ten Army here, and Bobby Carpenter, who is just—I mean—attacking and dominating the whole thing. From what your team? perspective, the, from your perspective, Bill, I, is there any way from you that the Big Ten? you know, goes back and let alone plays in November, but is actually going to to be tabling and getting ready for an October start?
6: If the reports that there's going to be a vote Friday are true, then they should go ahead and vote. I would even one-up it to October 3rd. Start on October 3rd. Give yourself another bye week if you need that. You get in sync with the college football playoff and the other three conferences. I think all of those things make sense to me. I'd rather start in October than try... I don't know about you guys, but the Thanksgiving start is a non-starter for me because it, even if they do play at that point, it's going to feel like a consolation season behind the real college football playoff race.
2: No, you're not wrong in that, Bill. I'm like, that's the thing. You like, mentioned the consolation. Like, if, if you're in the Big Ten, you're Ohio State or Penn State or Michigan, like, and you don't have a realistic shot at trying to be able to play for you know, a national championship, the question becomes, like what what do you really – playing four and so i think that that might be a you know a non-starter for some of these ADs um, you know were you i guess when when you look at you know the other other uh, conferences did you think that they would have wavered by this point in time so i think that's probably what the big 10 was banking on that maybe one of them would have fallen off but do you think that are you surprised that all three of them have continued to push forward
6: no i think you're exactly right again it's just they thought that They would be the first one to cancel, and then by the time they got on campus, maybe the SEC and the ACC and the Big 12 would have blinked. But, I mean, we have an FBS game tonight. We have the first one tonight. I mean, I don't know how many people are going to be tuned in to Southern Miss and South Alabama, but it's still football, and I'm sure some people will still watch it and be excited about it. And I think one of the things that I could have turned the tide around here a little bit is, I mean, we watched Pickerington North and Pickerington Central play on ESPN last weekend and do it safely. So why can't we watch Big Ten football if we can watch big-time high school football in this state?
3: Yeah, Bill, I totally agree with you. And I would also add, too, that with what everything that's going on with the NCAA and furloughing 600 people and, and losing out on $1.1 $1. $1 billion, like basketball starts November 25th, like they have to have basketball or you're not going to have an NCAA. So they're probably pushing for an October start date because they need basketball to start getting ready to go. But I want to know because you're – the national college football writer for Sporting News, like, what's got you juiced about this college season? What are the the teams that you're really interested in? What are the, some of the subplots and stories that you've heard from around the country?
6: Well, I mean, it's unfortunately it's a little bit of more of the same. Uh, you know, Clemson, Alabama are going to be one and two. If the Big Ten somehow gets back in the mix, Ohio State will be right there, and then you're looking at Oklahoma. Now, a couple of the interesting storylines within the season, obviously. Notre Dame joining a conference on a one-year rental—that'll um, be fun. I, I think North Carolina under Mac Brown's one of those teams to watch. How quickly he's rebuilt them and done it the right way—they're very interesting as well. And then we always have to say that three-word phrase—is I guess you know people like to say Texas is back, and <laughs> you wonder they have the senior quarterback, they have some a lot of talent. Tom's built there. But it comes down, they've lost a lot of close games. And I think that's something to keep in mind with that program
1: we got Bill Bender with us from Sporting News, National College football writer on the Bryant Heating and Cooling System's Fan Guest Hotline. Big news out of Georgia yesterday, Jamie Newman said he was going to opt out. You had LSU's Jamar Chase as well, best receiver in the entire country. He's going to opt out of the season. Do you think, Bill, as we get closer and closer to the starting date of this season happening, you're going to be seeing this more and more between the Power 5 schools that are playing right now?
6: Uh, Jamar Chase one was a little bit shocking because of how, just how much LSU has lost. That rather, it was to the NFL draft, and now they've lost some opt-outs, they've lost some key coaches. It's going to be tough for them to do what re- duplicate what they did last year. Um, the Georgia one also, because Newman had transferred, and he had kind of the inside track on that starting job to replace Jake Fromm, and now they're probably going to be banking on JT Daniels, kid who played 11 games at USC his freshman year and got hurt last year. And Georgia's that program, I, I tell people this all the time, of all the programs that claim to have blue blood, I would say they have the longest championship drought, it goes all the way back to 1980, and the more times Kirby swings and misses with these talented teams he has, the more that's going to start to feel like Mark Richt, and, and that's the that's the problem with being really good at Georgia, you, they, they should have more national titles than they have.
2: No, that's, like you said, it becomes an albatross that begins to hang over your head, and Mark Rick was good for a decade there, but never quite good enough. Um, Bill, let me ask you this question, because as we talk about this, you know, the college football playoff you know, is probably going to – it's scheduled to go on. Um, there's three, teen, three Power Five conferences that would really be involved in it right now. Assuming the Big Ten comes back, and let's say they have a truncated schedule, and a lot of people are looking at this, how many games would you conceivably need to see if you were on the voting committee – to be able to put one of the Big Ten teams in?
6: I probably only need to see Ohio State for about a half. I mean, and I'm making a joke, but I mean to legitimize the season, uh, probably seven, six to eight, anywhere. Eight would be like the magic number of, okay, if you play eight and the SEC plays ten, that's close enough to me. I mean, that way the Big Ten would at least, you'd at least be playing everybody in your division, And then you'd be playing two crossover games. And if you can squeeze in a ninth with the conference championship game, that's more than enough. I think, you know, that's the. I wrote this article earlier in the week about the Big Ten, and I just said, you know, revote, ditch the Thanksgiving start. We talked about that. And I mean, enjoy the results. Get a team in the playoffs. With four Power Five conferences and conference only schedules, it makes sense just to put those four conferences in the playoffs.
1: All right, Bill, our last question for you here on Morning Juice it's a two parter. One, tell me all about Cobra Kai because I've seen everything about it on Netflix. You wrote an article about it in Sporting News and says that it's amazing. <laughs> and two, tell me a little bit more about this pink cricket restaurant because the pizza that you just tweeted yes. out the other day looks fantastic. Carp, I know that you're a big fan as well.
6: Well, Bobby knows that that's the best. I mean, Lancaster, Ohio, by the way, toast Yeah, the best, most pound for pound pizza places in the country, like and pink cricket's the best of all of them, so we'll do some free advertising for them there, and then two um Cobra Kai's amazing. I finished the first season in like two days. it's got enough <laughs> fan service writing's good, and again, I mean this has been theorized for years you, you you start to root for Johnny a little bit in that, and uh there's nothing wrong with that,
1: Bill, we appreciate the time, pal. we really do we appreciate it, and we'll talk again soon, all right.
6: Hey, you guys are great. Thanks so much for having me on. Looking forward to it. Yep,
1: hey, absolutely. Bill. There he goes, Bill Bender, national college football reporter for the Sporting News. I mean, I'm surprised, Bob, that you didn't bring it up. I mean, being from Lancaster yourself, I've never heard you even mention the pink cricket.
2: You know, I, there's a lot of places that I like down there, so I try not to show any bias towards that. <laughs> That's obviously Bill's favorite, and you know, Bill grew up in Lancaster and you know, lives in Fairfield County still. Lives in Pickerington, and so. We've got a lot of mutual friends. And so when he wants to support the Pink Cricket, man, it's a good place. There's a lot of great places down there. Christie's, Pizza Crossing. And he's not wrong. There's more pizza places in Lancaster than there ever ever should be for a town that size.
1: I mean, now that I'm doing the show from home, I may just move down there. It sounds like my type of place. (laughs) It sounds fantastic. All right, we're going to wrap things up on a Thursday. Coming up next, it's Morning Juice right here on The Fan.
0: From the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center.
4: This pizza, the route thirty-seven eastbound at I-71. Police are on scene, so things are on. it's slow accident on Shannon Road Westbound at Donato's how pizza is
3: here. It's red. It's red.
0: Attack and dominate your alarm clock. This is Morning Juice with Beamer, Carpenter, and Schlags.
1: Morning Juice, Juice here on The Fan. We have entered our last segment on a Thursday. We here at Morning Juice are brought to you by Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. That's right. You go to Raising Cane's, you ask for one thing. You ask for a Kaniac, the Schlags way. What that means, what that gains you, At any Central Ohio Cane's location, this actually isn't a real thing, but we're going to make it a real thing, damn it. What that gains you is a Caniac plus one extra finger. It gains you an extra piece of toast. It gains you extra fries. It gains you a whole slew of cane sauces. And it gains you two Arnold Palmer's extra sweet, extra sweet, because Schleg's is so sweet. That's what it gains you, right, Schleg's?
3: That's real talk right there, I appreciate that. I don't think it gains you an extra tender because it already comes with six. But you get more fries, you do add the extra toast, and sweetened sweet lemonade, Arnold Palmer, just like me.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what it's going to get you. Hey, tomorrow, don't forget forget what we're doing. We are doing our Running Wild segment. Schlegs, why don't you explain that to the people?
3: Yeah, so the Columbus Wild Dogs are, are wild about the community, and if you or your organization are involved in a community initiative that could use some help, contact them at Columbus And we're really proud to have them as our sponsor for running wild, celebrating and recognizing someone or a group right uh, in our community, attacking and dominating, bringing the positive juice in our community and making a difference. So we need you to email us morning juice at nine, seven, one, the com or tweet us at, Brandon Beam 971, at Morning Juice 971, at B Carp 3, or at Schlegel Valley.
1: That's what you need to do. So we've already gotten a couple of really good responses to that. We are going to do that tomorrow in our last segment to wrap up the week. If you know someone in your community who is making a big difference, it could be a small difference, it could be a big difference, it could be anything, who is just bringing positive juice to your environment and your community, please do that. Again, you can email the show morningjuice at 971thefan.com. You can tweet at the show handle at morningjuice971. Like Schlegel said, at Schlegel Valley at Bcarp3 at Brandon Beam 971. If somebody's doing something good, please contact us and reach out. And then we will talk about that tomorrow morning in our last segment of the show. So I saw this from yesterday, Carp, as we wrap things up. We have been talking about Damon Arnett, right? We know out in Vegas, he is making a big difference where even so difference they got range. rid of, yeah, they got rid of veteran uh Prince of Mukumara over in Vegas. So I saw this from Ian Rappaport yesterday. It said that Raiders' first round cornerback Damon Arnett recently suffered a fracture in his thumb. He's currently in a soft cast, a rough situation for the rookie who had impressed, though he did once play with the club at Ohio State. It seemed to me that he had thumb issues basically his entire time. Last year he was in a soft cost soft cast, excuse me, basically the entire year, Carp.
2: Yeah, they say soft cast, not sure what that means. Like cast is a cast. It's Dame and Dame played with that club. Yeah. Is that last year, or the year before? Like I think it entire... was last
1: year, because didn't he have the pick six against Indiana while with the club? With the club, yeah. I mean and he did
2: it and they got it was able to get smaller and smaller. And I think by the end of the season he maybe didn't have to wear it finally when they were playing Clemson. But yeah, I mean he grinded through it. Dame doesn't care about that stuff. Like he he continues to play hard and he's going to do whatever it takes. Like He's not a guy that gets nicked up and then just goes out and sits on the shelf for four weeks, cast it up and going. So it's not going to affect his performance. He's not going to make any excuses. Hopefully he did not have to deal with this all year, because that's the thing. Once you get it, have something happen early, usually during the season, it just drags and drags because you keep re-injuring it. But hopefully they can get this thing calmed down and taken care of, and in the next four to six weeks he can shed that cast and be able to play with use of both of his hands.
3: Yeah, and normally what they'll do is, they'll. I, I had the same thing because I dislocated both my thumbs, and they'll put like a a, a soft, I don't know, piece of plastic. Well, it's, it's not, not plastic. soft. They make it soft. Yeah, and then they put it, and you slide it under your glove, mm. right? So it's on the thumb, so it doesn't allow it to go back, right? It can only go forward, and that's what they'll do. Once, it, once the fracture's healed, right, then they'll put something else inside of his glove or on the outside of it, tape it up so he can still use his hand. But at the end of the day, like covering a guy... Yeah, it's going to affect his tackling, but not necessarily covering a guy. And Damon's played with it. Like he understands what he has to do and he's a dog, right? Like he's just going to go out there and perform. And that's exactly what you want. He's not making excuses. He's just going to go play. And that's why they love him out there in Vegas.
2: It's tough, too, being to get holding in P.I. calls when your hand's, like, it up. <laughs> like, so, the official like, you look at them, they're like, hey, man, watch the other. Like, dude, I only got one hand, so I can't even grab with this one, so don't be looking at me the whole time.
1: Exactly. So I saw this, too, as we wrap things up here. John Harbaugh said yesterday that you're, he said this, he said, you're going to have to assume that they're going to play, talking about the practice squad players. So, listen, we know that the NFL Schlage is doing great testing right now. The numbers are way down but if John Harbaugh's saying this, I mean, you could have a cluster outbreak on your team, you know, whatever. I would imagine that if you're on a practice squad in the NFL, like you got a good chance of being called up at some point to the big roster this year. Yeah,
3: yeah, everybody has to be game ready. Uh, you're going to see the same thing in college football, right? If there's, a, and we we saw that, I believe, who was it? Um, Auburn, like they were missing like an entire unit. Like, it's yeah, sixteen happen. players. Yeah, it's going to happen at some point where. Uh, a chunk of your guys go down and they got to have contact tracing and they got to do these these other protocols. And guess what? Somebody has to step up and that's really the teams that can be the most disciplined. And I'm talking about going out and and, and staying within the routine and doing exactly what the medical experts tell you to do to not get contacted with with COVID. Like they're going to have to be disciplined at that and whoever can overcome those obstacles because they're going to happen on a really good team sometime during this season are going to be the teams that win the most games. And so in the NFL, it's the exact same thing. And that's why even in Major League Baseball, they had that other 30 guys, like their top prospects, were in another location exactly for this reason. So we've seen that across the landscape of professional athletics. It's going to be the same thing in college athletics as well. So, yeah, they're going to have, they're going to, have to be ready to play. And it's also on the coaches to get them ready to play.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's going to be fascinating to watch again. I mean, the NFL season starts seven days from now. No week. Thursday. One week. All right. Everybody attack and dominate the rest of the day. Uncle Bo and James are going to be alive until noon right here on the fan. We'll be back live tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Everybody have a fantastic Thursday. It's morning juice right here on the fan
0: from the Atlas Butler Plumbing Services Traffic Center.
4: This report is sponsored by Donato's Pizza. There is still an accident out on Highway 31. It's affecting both directions of traffic right near County Highway 128 Hillview Road. You're down to one lane there, so police are asking you to avoid the area. Donato's new cauliflower spinach mozzarella pizza is here. Their lower-carb cauliflower crust topped edge-to-edge to edge with baby spinach, fresh, fresh mozzarella, and savory plant-based sausage. Try it today or create your own. Donato's, every piece is important. I'm Heather Pasco for 97.1, The Fan Traffic.
0: Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios.
4: Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com.
0: WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The Fan Sports Center. Good morning, I'm Mark shark The Blue Jackets have lost their associate general manager and vice president of hockey operations, Bill Zito. He spent the past seven seasons with Columbus, but is leaving to become the Florida Panthers' general manager. Former Reds pitcher Tom Seaver has died at the age of 75. The Hall of Famer was suffering from dementia and COVID-19. Seaver won 311 games in his career, 198 of them with the Mets, and won three Cy Young Awards. Joey Votto's RBI single in the bottom of the ninth gave the Reds a 4-3 win over St. Louis. Rizelli Glacius pitched out of a bases loaded one-out jam in the top of the ninth to get the win. Tyler Naquin had two homers and five RBIs as the Indians blanked the Royals five to nothing. This sports center is sponsored by Roosters. Be sure to visit Roosters for their award-winning wings, pizzas, salads, sandwiches, and subs. Safely
5: open for dine-in or carry-out. Roosters, a fun, casual joint. Breaking sports news on the.